Hello everyone and welcome to Game Time with Manny, episode 48. As always, I'm here with Matt and yes. we have a butt-ass load of news to talk about. Um, there's a lot, a lot has happened. Yes, and before we do, I do have a couple things I want to just kind of okay. mention. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, I was thinking about this on the drive over. Mm -hmm. We started in August doing it, the two of us, so we've been doing yeah. this six months already. Oh, nice. I was like, holy stuff. That is, because it was late August. If yeah, you it was, yeah. And then two, I had some stuff happen yesterday and my like hot water boiler went out oh, and everything. Oh, yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> so then like this morning I had to kind of like wait as the guy was, you know, fixing it. <clears throat> so I was just kind of home while at, not at work. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I hopped on uh, Dead Cells for the first time. Mm -hmm. And... And when I hopped on, I was like, oh, they've updated it since then. Like, it's that, that PC update. It is the PC update. And my first try, I beat the game. <laughs> because it doesn't scale. No, it's so it's much so, easier. I know. It it's, depends how you have built your guy, though. I built my guy the same way oh, I okay. always did. Because they totally nerfed the, like, turrets. Like, they're, like, way worse now. Right, but I mean, like, I was able... You get a lot more health now as well. So I was like much more bulky and I was taking hits by the final boss where like you saw my build before yeah, I, yeah, and yeah, my health like disintegrated. Glass cannon action, yeah. <laughs> where like, yeah, first they, try. Uh, they just put out a new beta build on PC mm -hmm. and now there's like... 40 costumes for the dude yeah, yeah and you like unlock them i only saw a couple and i usually don't play those beta builds because they crash all mm. the time uh but i mean that's cool they yeah. said that once they figured out a balance that they liked they would actually add new stuff mm -hmm. um and it seems like they're at that point i'm a little surprised they're happier with like the the easier mode i think that i yeah i don't know what happened because it is harder for a lot of people depending on how oh. you build i guess so it has gone both ways like huh. both you and me had an easier experience like yes. i had never even made it to the final boss until right. they patched it and then i got there the first <laughs> time and was like do i just am i that much better now that mm -hmm. i took a break or is this a lot different no but yeah. i am also i was running to the timed doors because right. they made it so that they're in between the levels now. But there's not a lot of them anymore. There's only a couple. A lot there of them are, but you can like get super strong. Yes. If you get there. And the, but then like now they're kind of set up where it's like kill sixty people without getting hit. Yes. Or so there like, are different things to do. Fight the mid boss and not get hit. Then you can open up the door. So yeah. Um. But I also, if you just play the way I normally play, where you just get everything mm -hmm. by the time you get to the final area, you're so strong right. that it's not a big deal. Because like before, because the enemy scaled with you. You would just get to that final area, and if you were really strong, they would shred you instantly. Right. Like those dumbass tornado guys. Yeah. I hated that so much. Uh, but I am. I think after playing Dead Cells, I'm going to have a problem playing any other roguelite. Because it's like, it was it controlled so well, and now that they keep adding to it, like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. But I think if, they, if, if one that controls well comes out... But it's not as long. Yeah, then I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, so, and I think that might be Hades. Yeah, I watched the first no clip episode about yes. the making of Hades. They just had a new one. They did. Just, it just came out yes. yesterday. Uh, I did not get to watch it. But I just, I love the team at Supergiant. Right. I can't wait to play Hades. 
if I saw Greg Kasabin in real life, I would give him a hug. Well, you were like you were a big GameSpot fan back. In I was the day. like Greg is one of the reasons why I got into video games as much as I did right. because watching his old reviews. Back on GameSpot, he was like the one person whose interests aligned identically oh. to mine, <laughs> and I because so he like reviewed like all of the Xeno sagas on right. PS2, and he was always the guy that was doing like tactical strategy RPGs and like every JRPG because mm-hmm. no one else wanted to touch that stuff. Right, and he would always be like, "Yeah, man, this rules JRPGs," mm-hmm. and he also really likes fighting games. Like he still tweets about that, and he like watches fighting games with his daughter and stuff, oh. and he just. Dude, he looks so old now. Yeah. Oh my god, he's so old now. <laughs> I don't. He can't be that old, but he looks like it, over the past decade he has aged a lot. Yeah, I mean, but like when you have guys, I mean, he was late nineties. I mean, you. Yeah, he was late nineties, early two thousands at GameStop or GameSpot. Yeah, you got like Jeff Gersman, who's been there, been in the industry forever. Ryan Andrew Reiner and uh, McNamara, which I mean. Andy McNamara doesn't do... I don't know what he does. I'm not going to say he yeah. doesn't do anything. He definitely is doing something, but he's definitely not, like, reviewing games. No, I mean, Game Informer kind of is a lot different, too, because yeah. there's a lot to delegate for him. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. When Greg announced that he was making Supergiant as a studio, I was right. like, this is dope. I have liked all three games they put out. I... People tend to like say the Transistor is their favorite. Mm. Bastion was mine until Pyre came out, but I love... Bastion, Pyre, and Transistor. Right. So then the fact that I like playing roguelites and their new game Hades will be a roguelite. Mm-hmm. And good news, I can buy it if I want. Oh, you because Spanish John got told to eat shit, and now Epic and Trey they allowed me to have an account, and I did make it, and then I did not buy Hades because you don't want you can't. I, I can't I, I, I can't I can't right now but I think I'm going to because my goal of this year which was my same goal last year is to try to beat every game I buy I am failing so miserably right now I did not beat Tales of Vesperia because mm. I stopped playing it for Kingdom Hearts which I did beat Kingdom Hearts which you'll go back to that I'm sure I will uh but then I also Yokai Watch 3 I did beat okay but I did not beat Wargroove Oh. And I started to play Crackdown, which I also did not beat, but I but probably could very quickly. You didn't buy Crackdown? I didn't buy characters. Crackdown, so I'll give myself a free pass, but I think I'm still going to beat it anyways, because it doesn't seem that long. No, it, I, I beat it in seven hours. Holy shit, I played for four. <laughs> I don't know what I did in that time frame. I There's not a ton to do. No, you just walk around. and so, you, Okay, so I could beat Crackdown, yeah. but then today Anthem came. And so, like, I have to be Anthem, and now I'm going to be on a downward slope, Mm -hmm. because in two weeks, Devil May Cry comes out. Right. The week after that, the One Piece open world game comes out, and the week after that, Sekiro comes out, and so now I'm screwed. (laughs) Yeah, you keep picking these really long games. I'm so screwed. And Crackdown. Last year, I did so well until June. I'm already failing in mid-February. Yeah, because like King, well, Kingdom Hearts for JRPGs pretty short. But I also beat Kingdom Hearts in like five days, right? And then I don't know what I did with my time after that. I tried to platinum it. Is actually what I did. But you did, and then you started playing Tales. Oh, or was God. that before? I did. It, but Tales was before. Okay. I don't know. So I'm failing. So I would have bought Hades if I was like, wow, I can play this and have time. But I did not. But I can. 
yes. my Epic account exists and works. Well, so halfway there. I'm halfway there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'll die down in the summer. I hope so. I I think so. Not bit better because Nintendo's got a lit fall. So. <laughs> I'm going to be playing all my games on the Switch in the fall, I think. Yeah, no, yeah. Fuck. All right, so there's a lot of news yeah, that we has kinda, happened. We kind of went off on a little tangent. Yeah, to, to start, uh, Netflix canceled Jessica Jones and Punisher, which yes. isn't necessarily video game news, but also I do not find this to be surprising at all. No, I mean, it's been rumored that uh, Disney's going to create their own streaming service, so... This well, and they, since they bought Fox, they own Hulu, and they also announced those three cartoon shows on right. Hulu that's like Modoc, Dazzler, and whatever the hell the third one was. But I wonder why they didn't cancel Daredevil yet. Yeah, that, I, that is very strange. Because that season's over, so you could just easily be like, hey, we're done with all of this. Do you think they would move it over? Or do you think I think that I I, I read something where in theory they would not be able to move it over for two years or something because there was some kind of like exclusivity deal in place. I'm not saying like move like this like season one and two. I was saying just like they just start filming it. Yeah, I I think there was some reason that they they cannot like there's like a gap of time that they're not allowed to or Netflix owns a stake of it or whatever. Um, Yeah, I don't know. They're canceling Mm -hmm. all those shows. Right. So that's interesting. I mean, Disney also in their thing there's all the rumors about the like shows with the real actors from the avengers that they're doing right like the show about loki and a couple other ones so i don't know i i liked those marvel netflix shows i didn't i think that the defenders could have been a lot better yeah for their whole lead up to it but i still enjoyed it as and that was as far as i got i did not end up watching the rest of them because they take a long time, and that's, I just play video games instead. That's and... kind of it for me. It, it kind of hits that point where, like, I'm so far behind. I have, like, 50 hours of Netflix, like, Marvel superhero stuff to watch. Yeah. It, it gets kind of overwhelming, and you're just like, well, I guess I'm just going to not do any of it then. Yeah, I generally, like, I'll only end up watching shows if I know that I can just sit and watch the whole thing and right. not be interrupted by anything else. So, recently I have not been doing that, but, yeah. And so, to start off, in a real huge bummer, I don't know if you saw this, Sean Layden, the head of Sony, was interviewed about crossplay. Yeah, it was uh, Andy McNamara, so that's what he's doing. (laughs) And I just, I literally couldn't believe this interview. I I actually couldn't believe it. So, the whole thing Mm. was he got asked about crossplay. And he said, oh, we're totally open to crossplay for everyone. The developers who are complaining about the fact that they can't get crossplay in their games, they just haven't gone through the right channels. They have to go through their Sony rep, who will then come up to us, and then their their crossplay will be approved. And just already, like, that sounds like, oh, hey, man, we're getting trashed on mm-hmm. for our crossplay because we're letting it happen in a select few games. So let me just throw all these developers under the bus who keep saying that they can't get crossplay. And so my favorite part of this whole fucking thing was Wargroove has crossplay. 
between right. Switch, Xbox One, and PC. Right. And they delayed the PS4 version because they were trying to get crossplay. They actively tried. The fucking CEO of their publisher, Chucklefish, came into the Resetera thread about this interview, and he said, hey, just a heads up here, I'm the CEO of a popular indie publisher. We did ask Sony for crossplay on Wargroove. They told us no. They literally, there was no ambiguity. They said no. Manny, you don't... Sony needs to ensure that the Sony players are getting the best experience online that they possibly could. If I'm playing with a Switch player, it'll basically ruin my time. Uh, my uh, life will be over. I can't. Like, it's, actu- it's actually crazy. It, like, it's, yeah. There's no possible way that you can be like, hey, man. Wouldn't it be a really good idea if this thing we're getting railed on for, if we threw all these smaller developers just right under the bus? Excuse me. What if we just, like, trashed on these small developers and blatantly lie in an interview when we know that there are small developers who have asked numerous times? Like, there's no reason that Wargroove should not have crossplay. It's a fucking turn-based game. You can't even talk to people in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... I don't know what they're doing. It, it is just... But, like, to blatantly get out there and just be like, nah, fuck the devs. They're doing it wrong. Right, right. Like, what? Yeah, it is... There's no way. It's just asinine. Because as we dis- we've we discussed many times on this podcast, I mean, like, you and I, it's not really affecting our lives too much. But, like, the younger kids do not understand. They're... In their mind, they're like, I can play with my... I have a Switch. I can play with my Xbox friends, but I can't play with my Sony. Why? Yeah. It just... All around, I, it, I, yes. I, I don't understand it. Because it just, it's like... It, yeah. There are multiple developers that are coming out and saying like, Hey, man, we've tried every possible channel. And they just keep saying like, No, how about you get no crossplay? I just... And I, like, I don't get it. I'm, I know for the PS5, they're just going to... During like that initial announcement, they're gonna be like, "Oh, and crossplay for everything," and they're gonna make such a big deal out if of I it. If I was the other developers, I would be like, "Yeah, we're not. We're leaving the PS4 out on purpose. They can get fucked." I can, as of right now, you can't really afford to. do that. I mean, that. you can't, but they also can't get it to happen anyway. No, no, so, no. what difference does it make? I would announce my game and say, "Hey, we're announcing no PS4 crossplay support because mm-hmm. we can't get it anyways." Right. And then Sony would probably reach out and be like, hey, why would you guys say this? And then, uh, whatever. I just... It's frustrating. It is definitely frustrating. I don't get it. But, in more positive news, we had a Nintendo Direct. Yes. Uh, which... A, uh, a lot to unpack. There was a lot happening in the Nintendo Direct. Yes. Um, it was a little over a half hour, right? It was like 38 minutes or 40 minutes or something. Right. Um, so, I saw a lot of people beforehand predicting Mario Maker in this thing. And I thought to myself, nothing has happened at all that could make anyone think that they would announce Mario Maker 2. And then I immediately, upon the opening of the conference, had to eat my words because they announced that Super Mario Maker 2 is coming to the Switch, but also that it's coming out in June. Yeah. And that's wild. 
It is. And there's slopes. There are slopes uh, because people really wanted slopes. I am a big fan of them in Super Mario World because you can, like, duck on them and right. then it gets the momentum. And that's sick. Uh, the one thing I am excited about is 3D World, Super Mario 3D World. Yes. Uh, and they had I'm, cat suits that looks like they added the frog suit. Do you think it is going to be where it is three-dimensional like no, that? No, I think it's still going to be 2D. 2D yeah. But just with that art style. They do. Which is fine. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, it can still have the same physics, just not in 3D. Right. So it will still play like that. Um, this is cool because I definitely thought they were just going to port Mario Maker. Right. Because they have ported almost every other Wii U game mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, so it's cool that this looks like a new full-fledged release and has a lot more features. It seems like it's getting to that point where it has to be new releases of sequels rather than re-releases. They just re-released New Super Mario Bros. U. I know, but... They could also... The games that they could actually re-release that would be awesome, like Xenoblade Chronicles X Or and Super Mario 3D World. 3D World. Rather fucking than... The Wonderful 101. Yeah, yeah. All these things, and they just keep being like, nah... We're good. We'll put out the ones that we know will sell well, and also new Super Mario Brothers U. Well, that one as a three D world is just better. It is. I'm with you. <laughs> a new Super Mario Brothers U was a launch game, and it was, and it was it just was okay. one that they had so that they could be like, "Hey, we got your man Mario here at launch." On Did the it Wii at U. least have the the Luigi as well? No, do that, you know? it does have the the this re release has Luigi U as well. Okay. Which was basically just like a hard mode mm, DLC right. type stuff. Um, and so then they moved on to uh, there was Ultimate Alliance yes. three, which I still am baffled by how they. I just I don't understand how it is like a Switch exclusive. I don't know how they did it because Ultimate yeah. Alliance one and two were published by Activision. And this very much is being published by Nintendo, but developed by Team Ninja. Right. So, it, what? whatever, man. I like Ultimate Alliance. It's like a Diablo-style Marvel game. Right. And there seems like there may actually be more characters in it than in any of the previous ones. Yeah, it seems really cool. And, uh, and it's all going to be, it's the black, it's going after the Black Order. Uh, one thing that they didn't mention was that it's, there's... L- local or online yeah what i'm wondering is if it's going you can do like some online and some local so that like you and i could play and then nukio we could play with nukio online i don't remember how it worked in the previous ones um i'm just kind of wondering they only had local actually in the previous two but in theory yeah because you would just bring in your level and gear with the character that you pick so probably Um, but you just never know like it'd be either like oh it's got to be all online or, you know, you can't do Yeah, both. you never know with a hot <laughs> Nintendo release. Exactly. Um, but, but it is Team Ninja, so... It is. And they also announced that this is coming out this summer. Right. Which, okay. I look forward to that. I do, too. I I was so excited that they announced Ultimate Alliance 3. Um, I still am just, like, kind of confused as to how Nintendo has the rights to the Ultimate Alliance name... And how they were like, yeah, we're exclusive over here. Unless it's a case where it's kind of like with Bayonetta, where they're paying Activision. Maybe, but Activision's name like isn't on any of it. Okay. Like at least with Bayonetta two, Sega still got to have their name on it because they were they had started development. Um, Oh. (laughs) Unless uh, the other is maybe Activision 
or maybe it? maybe in theory Marvel had the rights to the name and then when they revoked their rights from Activision they got mm. those releases back I have no idea yeah I, yeah that's a um because I don't think you can buy like because they re-released one and two they did and I don't think you can buy it oh really that was released like last year on like on Xbox and on Steam yeah I, at least on I looked on Xbox and it's like nowhere around. Yeah, they delist Marvel DLC for stuff all the time. Like uh, Marvel Three, mm-hmm. um, you can't buy the DLC characters anymore. Right. You, can, you can buy Marvel Three, like the Ultimate Edition, because they re- Capcom re-released it as uh, just like a downloadable thing. Which it's on Game Pass now. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, it's just weird. They yeah. they delist Marvel DLC all the right, time because right. the rights ran out. Like when I was playing Ultimate Alliance two, I could no longer buy Magneto mm. because they were like, "Yeah, we delisted all the DLC." Ironically, the week before you acquired this title, and I was like, "What? <laughs> Come on, man!" So yeah, I mm-hmm. Nintendo's weird right now. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. They're doing all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, a game that I played about eighty-eight hours of, yes, is coming to the Switch, which I knew because they announced it before in Japan. It is called Dragon Quest Eleven S. Here it is called Dragon Quest Eleven Definitive Edition. Yes. Uh, and so it is the same game. But in Japan, they did not have voice acting like they did here. Yeah, I thought that because they were like, "Oh, you can have Japanese yes. voice actors." So there like, were Wait. there were no Japanese voice. There were no voices in the Japanese version. Right. They put voices in for the U.S. and the European release, which are pretty good yeah. voice acting. So I didn't think this game was going to get released here because I actually thought the only change that Square was going to make was going to be the Japanese voices. Right. But. They actually did a really cool thing where there will be more content right. and like more story. But the thing that I thought was really cool was in Japan, Dragon Quest XI was also in, released on the 3DS. And they had this cool mode where you could make it 8-bit, like old like Dragon Quest games on the NES. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't get that here because they were like, well, the 3DS is at the end of its life cycle. This will take way too much development mm-hmm. work. We're not going to do that. But this version has that feature, so you can play the entire game in eight bit. Right. If you want to do that, which I may, because I already played the whole freaking mm-hmm. thing before, um, and I'm dumb, so I'll buy it again and I'll play through the entire thing. Again. And they're do updating the music as well. Thank the Lord, because boy, mm-hmm. using actual real MIDI files in your fucking 2018 video game release is a crime. Yeah. And the composer of Dragon Quest needs to somehow not have ties to this franchise anymore. But sadly, he owns all the music, Mm. so they can't do that. But they're at least making it so it'll just be better. It is, which is cool, Mm -hmm. um, because, boy, listening to a 30-second MIDI loop for 88 hours is not good you played it for 88 hours it is wow yeah that's how long it took me so fuck man so that's cool i will buy that again i don't know that i will ever actually get around to beating it again but i will play it again just because i really like dragon quest 11 it was one of my favorite games of 2018 so that's cool now is this kind of encouraging people to just kind of wait and then just buy the uh, Ultimate Edition, like, a year later? Is that, like, a pretty common thing with Dragon Quest? No, there usually is no other version of it. Okay. Uh, they've, I mean, like, they've been remade, like, d- over a decade later on new right. consoles, but nothing like this has ever happened. Okay. I, 
this this is just weird because they had originally announced it for Switch, and then we're like, oh, well, we got to delay it mm-hmm. because I think they just couldn't figure out how to make it run properly. Yeah. And so, boy, I hope it runs properly. Yeah. But I, I don't have a lot of faith in a PS4 and PC game that, you know. Mm-hmm. When they port PS3 games to the Switch, I have full faith. But when they port ones that are on current-gen consoles... My faith gets less and less each time it happens. Yeah. Because Namco couldn't even fucking port Tales of Vesperia, which was a 360 game, because it ran like shit and crashed all the time. So, yeah, yeah. It gets rough. But I, I think that they will do a good job, because Dragon Quest is such a popular franchise in Japan that they will have to make it yes. be okay. Um for the next Nintendo release, though, not not Square, is Fire Emblem Three Houses, which yes. they had announced before, and... It's getting delayed. It did get delayed. Now it's coming out in the summer. Right. It was supposed to come out, like, now. So it's doing you a favor. In theory, it is doing me a favor. Uh, I hated the last mainline Fire Emblem games, which were Fire Emblem Fates, which was three versions of a game yes. on I think the 3DS. It, I think it just really confused people as well. Because it's like, oh, which one do I get? I really like Fire Emblem. And they were trying to do the Pokemon thing, but then they were also trying well, to do something Well, they were like totally different. different because the one Birthright is like easy and meant right. for people who are new to Fire Emblem. The one I... Well, actually, I bought all of them, but... Conquest is the harder one for right. people who are like more into the strategy aspect because you like can't grind on uh, infinite maps and things. Uh, and then there was a third version which I still don't get, where they all come together, mm-hmm. and I literally know nothing about that one. But I just this was the game where F- Fates was the game where Fire Emblem lost me because instead of being about like a turn-based tactical strategy game, it became more about like. Hey man, do you want to flirt with your anime wife? And it was like, no, <laughs> because I want to do strategy. Right. And that's why I come to this game, not for my anime waifus. But uh, they went all in on the anime waifus with those after they had sort mm-hmm. of done it in the previous one, Awakening. After Fates, they did a remake of Fire Emblem 2, which by all accounts was good because right. you, it's just using the content that existed previously and making it new. Three Houses looks pretty cool. I will take it because they changed the art style, which most people apparently hate with a fiery burning passion. That is a problem with Nintendo. Like, like if they innovate, people, people hate it. Oh, I know. And I, I actually, I saw <laughs> yeah, the yeah. art style originally, which it was like 30 seconds of gameplay when they first showed it. Right. People were already like, I'm boycotting this game. Look at this art. What the fuck? And it was like, What? You saw 30 seconds of fucking art and barely any gameplay. You, you don't care about the strategy aspect of it, where it looks like they have armies now, and, like, we don't know anything about this goddamn product. And people already wrote it off. And I saw the art style, and I was like, wow, this looks cool. And you know what? Mm-hmm. What they showed looks like the strategy game that I care about right. as a Fire Emblem fan from before Fates and Awakening... I can't wait to play this. Also, yeah. with the new art style, your anime waifus look a little better. I agree with this statement. <laughs> so let's go. And so they they gave more details now. They other than that they're delaying it, and it's yeah. There's like this weird war academy, and you can like train your people up. Mm. 
Um, and it does look like there are some more additional strategy elements where instead of just one-on-one fights between characters, they have, like, armies in some cases. So it's, like, adding a little bit of the Advance Wars mm-hmm. uh, strategy in there, which, I mean, they also made Advance Wars. So right. That That's cool, but it looks, to me, more like it is trying to do the strategy thing with the anime mm-hmm. wife thing because... Now that we're in a dumbass school, it's going to be like, there's going to be Persona-style events, I bet, where right. you flirt with your weird anime girlfriend or whatever the hell is going on. But the thing that bums me out and that I don't like is that they still said that they're splitting it the story between three factions, right. even though it's in one game. Like, I would way rather you just give me the one plot Do I need to know about these other two people? Like, I'm not going to play this game three times. There's no way. Unless Mm -hmm. it's, like, three separate campaigns that are, like, eight hours apiece or something. But then if you expect me to play through your fucking 40-hour strategy game three times, like, I'm not going to... I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not that person. And so that's why when there were three versions of Fire Emblem Fates, I was like, what? Right. And I, so I think it's cool. This looks like a more return to form for Fire Emblem. People can hate the art style all they want. Mm-hmm. I will probably like it. And it's coming out in the summer, so that that's cool. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest surprises from the Nintendo Direct, though, was when they announced Tetris 99, yeah. which is literally just Tetris Battle Royale. You play Tetris against 99 other mm-hmm. people, and that's it. There is yeah. nothing else to this game. Like, you level up. But it doesn't mean anything. Which, I mean, it's better that way. It's just to, like, let people know that you have played Tetris 99 a lot. And it's, Um, quote-unquote, free if you pay for the... It's free, but this is where the ploy comes in. Because you would have to have the Nintendo Switch online service to play online. I think that Nintendo realized that unless you are the world's largest Smash Brothers fan and you want to go online, no one is buying their online service. There's maybe a few Splatoon. Yeah, I guess. But, like, this is definitely a ploy to be like, oh, oh God, yeah, please yeah. buy our online service. Don't you love Tetris? And right. the answer is I do love Tetris, but I also already had their online service. Mm-hmm. I have yet to play Tetris 99 um, because I think if I was going to play a Tetris game, I would just turn on Tetris Effect. Right. Because it came out last year and is more interesting mm-hmm. in concept overall. But... The concept of a Tetris Battle Royale is so good to me that I, it's so dumb. It is. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, by all accounts, it plays well, uh, which you wouldn't think would be something that needs to be said. But boy, Ubisoft really fucked up their Tetris games in the past few years. Yeah. They really suck shit. And so it was good to see that Tetris Effect and this are good. It looks like Nintendo published this. Uh, yeah. So they, I mean, they always have to go through the Tetris company because right. they're the weird Tetris arbiter. But it, yeah, it's cool. It was just an interesting thing for them to be like, "Hey, check this out." Yeah. We also have the battle royale. Yeah, I was just like, "This would be the Nintendo battle royale." It would. It um, would of, be. Of course. Of yeah. course. Just like Splatoon is their mm-hmm. shooter, and it's right. all about ink. This is their cool mm-hmm. battle royale. And it, it's interesting. I It seems like one of those things where the initial surprise of it made it more popular than it would have been otherwise. Right. So I think that this game's popularity will die off. It probably already did because uh, it's two weeks out. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. It's cool. It was an interesting little thing that I just kind of went, 
I didn't expect that. No, I never would have expected that. So that's cool. Yes. Uh, the next thing that they announced really, I don't know how to feel. It was called uh, Oninaki, which yes. is from the. It's a Square Enix game. Is it Square Enix? Square Enix. That's a team that works at Square Enix called Tokyo RPG Factory, which that made the I Am Setsuna. Yeah, they made I Am Setsuna okay. and Lost Sphere. Right. And their whole thing is to cater to me personally because they are trying to make SNES era RPGs, except that they've been really bad. The the I Am Setsuna, I know they were trying to do like a Chrono Trigger. Yes, and it literally has Chrono Trigger's battle system in it. Mm. It has the active time-based battles from Chrono Trigger, but like without the charm. Right. And all of the areas look the same. It was all winter, right? It was all winter and all of the music was piano, which uh-huh. I liked. But by the time you're done with this 25-hour RPG, it was like, please, God, mm. someone kill the pianist. We have to have silence. Um, their next game that they made was called Lost Sphere. It's like sphere, but spelled really weird. And it was about like Max. Mm. And it was slightly better because the main complaint of I Am Setsuna was the characters had like literally no development and the plot was very weak. Mm -hmm. Um, So they tried to amp that up and it still did not work well. This looks like they're trying a third time. And like, in my opinion, dude, three strikes and you're out. I think that they just. There is some fundamental thing that they're missing from those Snesera RPGs that, like, I I can't place what it is. It sounds like it's story. It does seem like story, but it also just, like, the worlds feel so... Well, that's kind dead. of... Dead. That's kind of... that To me, that's part of story, though. Like, building a world is part of the story. I guess, but, like, even just, like, talking to, like, NPCs or, like, the towns or whatever, like, it just feels not good. Right, Like, right. there is, like... Like, they have crafted a game that's just a shell, and the soul that it needs mm. is missing. Right. And so, hope, hopefully they do it. Uh, it seemed like they were announcing this for the Switch, but then it's going to be for PS4 and Xbox One also, because mm. Square wants to make all that sweet money from this game that will definitely sell really poorly yeah yeah uh i it was just a weird thing to put in a direct but i mean you got to fill it with something so yeah which i mean they had a lot of like stuff that we're not even talking about yeah like that one really bad minigame collection that zoom zoom oh that is yeah that's a disney thing yeah, they yeah. like those are they have like mobile games about that they're like right. weird chibi disney yeah, guys yeah, yeah. it's like is that something like that's popular in people Japan? do like that here you can buy tsum tsums like i've are, never heard of they're them. like weird little like you buy like a plastic bag and you like open it and you're like whoa i got mm. chibi mini mouse right my favorite yeah 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 i don't know which one thing you didn't write here that i do want to briefly mention uh is hellblade the port Oh, yeah, Hellblade is being ported to... Uh, just kind of like a PSA uh, for anybody who, you know, if, like the Switch is the only thing you have. You're going to want to play that docked because it's a game that you really have to play with headphones in. Also, handheld mode will probably run very poorly. This is another one of those things where, like, that game on PS4 and Xbox One looks incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when they put this thing on the Switch, right, 
it, I, what's gonna happen? Yeah, because like as I said, because like playing it docked, it's just not gonna give. Because you played a little bit of it, right? I I've seen it. Okay, you never played it. Because no. like there's the voices in your head, and like it works very well with the headphones. But it's, if it's coming out of your TV, I it remember just won't. there's like a disclaimer in the beginning that says, "Yo, put yeah, head- oh yeah, yeah, put headphones on." So, and I mean the whole thing is it's about a woman that. Uh, is mentally ill and yes. she has voices in her head. So like when you're as you're playing through the game, these voices are constantly in your head, and that's why you want to wear headphones. So that's what I'm saying. Like you're gonna to want to play this undocked. I don't know if it'll run as well, but at least you need that game. You need to have the headphone experience, Boy. and there's no other way to have a headphone experience with a Nintendo product. I just right. I mean, like no, I know, I I agree, and I I do think that it's really cool that they're porting these yes. games that were like really critically received well, and from modern consoles. But right. like, I I gotta see how this runs. Like, I can't wait for Digital Foundry to put out a video about how this runs in comparison to the mm-hmm. other versions. Because is it even worth it to put your game on the Switch if it's gonna run like trash? There are... I'd like to know how many people that's the only thing they have. Oh, I would assume a lot of people. So, I mean... Because a lot of people only buy Nintendo consoles, but then I feel like the intersection between people who only buy Nintendo consoles and actually give a shit about playing games like Mm -hmm. this game... Right. Probably super tiny. Probably. But, I mean, for, for Ninja Theory to get more sales on that, I would love that. I would love nothing more than that. It just... Yeah, yeah. Recently, with ports of things that were not meant for the Switch, they've been really not good. Mm. Like, even it, even when it came out, the Dynasty Warriors Dragon Quest games came out on a dual cartridge. Your fucking Dynasty Warriors game mm-hmm. runs like shit on the Switch? How, man? Well, I No, I was more thinking, like... Is there really a lot of examples of good ports throughout the Switch's history? No, I mean, other right. than the first-party Nintendo ports, because the Wii U wasn't even as powerful right. as the PS3 and 360, so obviously it can run these things. I think Skyrim was okay, which that was a last-gen <laughs> game. <laughs> of course it was like i no, but i know what you're saying like, yeah like i just when they're porting these current gen games it makes me so worried every yeah, time where yeah. i just like i grip my teeth and i'm like oh god i hope that they actually take the time to optimize this right and with the cases of a lot of developers they're not because they're just like yo we can make some more money the switch is selling gangbusters right. crank that shit out whereas i do not think ninja theory would be like that no, I think I think they, especially for a game like this about mental illness, that they like was a smaller game with was. a smaller team. I think that they would try to put the care into it that it deserves. I think the one thing that it has going for it is it is not a it's not a traditional Ninja Theory game where like it's the not gameplay, like a high high paced action game. Yes, I mean like so like although the visuals are very important, I think you can dumb them down a little bit and make it. At least playable. Yeah, I think you could do that. I just, I. It's definitely gonna hurt the experience I, I, I because it so much. It is a, it's a fantastic like looking game, and that that voice actress won like the voice actress of the year or whatever. Yeah. The voice actor of the year at the Game Awards a couple of years ago. I mean, it's a fantastic game. I definitely recommend 
at least looking into it a little bit. Yeah, but I also recommend if you have a PS4, it's like 20 bucks. <laughs> or an Xbox. Or... Yeah, or is it on Steam now, I think? I mean, if you have an Xbox, it's on Game Pass. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. But it's like cheap, yeah, too. Yeah. So it's, right, not, it's yeah. not like you're like breaking the bank on right, this thing. Right. Where, like, if you had multiple options, for the love of God, don't pick the Switch version. <laughs> I, no, oh, come no, on, no. man. But if it's your only option... Yeah. think about it a little bit and definitely you're going to want to play it docked or undocked so yeah just kind of wanted to do a little uh also you don't have this here but mortal kombat 11 yeah because <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. of course i didn't write that down like what i don't under i, I can't <laughs> grasp it i cannot this is another one dude if you saw the announcement, tra- I watched the stream, okay? Uh, yeah, right. Where the new guy punches the back of someone's head and their b- face and brain literally comes out. <laughs> the exact opposite of what you think of when Nintendo is a thing. The SNES versions of Mortal Kombat remove the blood. The we- The other weird thing is like... You have to imagine there's a lot of kids watching a Nintendo Direct. Oh, for sure. And then you're like, hey, what's up? Here's Scorpion ripping out this man's spine. Like, what the fuck? It was... But this it is... Was the, okay. most, it so, was the most shocking thing that happened. The last game we I talked think. about, right? Yes. That was a game that came out a few years ago. Yes. Mortal Kombat 11... The graphical fidelity in that game is absurd. Right, right. The fucking scaling down they will have to do to make this run on the Switch is another level that I can't even comprehend. Like, are they just gonna fucking reskin MKX and be like, oh, this is actually MK11. Here you go, everybody. Mm, MKX like, may what? be a little too advanced. They may have to go to, like, MK9 or MK... Dude, like, I yeah, looked MK. at that and I was like, look at this cool pre-rendered footage yeah, that yeah. definitely is not even remotely running on a Switch. No, Can't wait. No. Like, people talk about how companies trick people with graphical downscaling now. Like, you're gonna look at the PS4 version of Mortal Kombat 11 and be like, wow, this looks really sick. And then you're mm. gonna look at the Switch version and be like, what happened? <laughs> What happened is the Nintendo Switch does not have... And Warner Brothers was like, yo, we gotta get in Mm -hmm. on this. But, like, also, again, Matt, what is the cross-section of people (laughs) who are like, dude, the only way I can buy Mortal Kombat 11 is if I buy it on my Nintendo Switch. (laughs) There's nobody... Yeah, I mean, just like... And, like, okay, the the most hypothetical scenario I can think of is I am someone who goes to Mortal Kombat 11 tournaments... And I can't play my PS4 at the airport, so I'll play it on my Switch. But then, you're playing it on an inferior controller, right. or not a fight stick, for sure, on Which, your fucking undocked Switch. In fairness, like, almost all pro MK players are pad players. Like They you, are. You rarely see... But, like, also, I feel the experience of playing it oh, yeah, yeah. undocked with the pro controller, like, then you're still playing on the world's small screen, but I guess if you really have to practice, like, you could do that. It's the only scenario I can think of where this game is going to be bought on a Switch instead of a PS4. I was just, just going to say, because, like, I feel like there are a lot of people that end up buying things on Switch because, like, the portable yeah. angle... I guess neither of us have used the uh, the pro controller. I have held one now. You have? That's nice. It, it's okay. How's the D-pad? Not good. Oh, uh, because that's. I guess if you. Know, hmm. Yeah, dude. 
Okay. <laughs> that was my big theory. That was, and, and you just shot that down. So I have no idea. I have no I, idea. Yeah, I, I have no Now I just imagine people at tournaments were going to see <laughs> huddled me around like a little tiny switch playing it. Yeah, because all the real setups yeah, are full. Yeah, I, exactly. Dude, whatever, man. I don't know. That's It, it is bananas. I remember like th- seeing it during the direct and just thinking like, all right, I guess mm-hmm. that's you could do that. But I mean, what we're discussing isn't even really logical because, like, most fighting game players, like, they need it to be precise and oh perfect. yeah, like if it fucking drops a single frame, they're gonna throw it in the trash. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I mean, Mortal Kombat also is the type of game that is the widest appeal right. to regular people outside of the fighting game community. Right, right. So like, it always sells a. 800 million copies and it does really well yes so like i get that the fighting game community aspect of it is a smaller part but like dude what yeah. on the switch because the general populace who's gonna want to buy it anyways mm-hmm. would have it on a different platform right so yeah it is it's it's just absolutely crazy yeah uh the next one i had on here was damon x machina right which uh also coming out in the summer and they at the time of the direct said hey dude here's our demo and so in case you may not know what damon x machina is it is a sweet giant robot game uh and boy did i watch some footage of this demo i gotta try it out i 100 will buy this game it just looks like awesome mech fighting right it looks like armor core but instead of having like a slow moving tank mech you are like super anime really quick moving mech action and yes mm-hmm. sign me up all the way up i will yes mm. so it I, it's cool it's coming out in the summer right just like all their other stuff so that sucks but i am excited to play yeah um and i thought it was cool that they put out a demo because everything they had shown of it up until then i was like this looks good in theory, right? But I would have to know how it plays because the last mecha game I bought really was a burning trash fire. So yeah, I mean, this was the they did two games where it's like, hey, there's a demo out because that uh, the Yoshi game. Also yeah, Crafted had... World. I always forget anytime that they talk about Yoshi's Crafted World because they announced it like two or three years ago. Yeah, and then they it's almost certainly been done the entire right. time but they just keep waiting for a good release window yeah because they did that with uh woolly world remember they did they like because it was it came out in europe months ahead of time yes and then it came out here because there was like a gap in the release schedule right so it was like done yeah. so like what localization did you do in this game that was already in english right <laughs> and like it's not like you had to license it because yeah. it's your first party product it was weird it was really strange and that this is almost the same thing because they just keep delaying it but then it's not like their other games are like oh it's just not ready yet they're mm. like i don't know man yeah yeah uh it looks cool the demo uh, craft the world it seems like it's like more like a kid platformer with like more basic puzzles. It does. I don't think it's. For they will never us. make another Yoshi game that is as good as Yoshi's Island on the Super Nintendo, which it's, is the first one. Yeah, and it's impossible for them to follow it up, so they should just stop making Yoshi games. Is my my take? Or just like somehow like combine Kirby and Yoshi because I don't think they need both. <sighs> I don't know, man. I like I like both characters in concept, but I would love it if Yoshi stayed in mario's games 
What if they made like a co-op Kirby and Yoshi game? It, it would be so easy. That's the issue that I have with a lot of Kirby games. Well, that's games what now, I mean. It's like, like yeah. excellent. It's like super the most trivial platforming of all time. Like, but that's you, what I from what I've heard. This is what Crafted World is, like, which is what Yoshi's Woolly World was. Yeah. yeah. So it, it makes sense. Right. I just. Yeah. It's just weird because they have two that are basically the same, doing the same thing. Like, almost always, I will buy every first-party Nintendo release, unless it's something that is super outside my wheelhouse. After playing halfway through Woolly World, there's no way I would buy Crafted World. Right. I assume you don't buy Kirby, and you don't buy I do not buy Kirby anymore, yeah. Uh, The handheld Kirbys were pretty good. Mm -hmm. If they weren't, like, full-price games, I would buy them on 3DS, but... I'm not paying $40 for a Kirby game that takes, like, two and a half hours to beat. Right. Um, And so Platinum announced a new game that is exclusive for the Switch called Astral Chain. Right. And at first, I was watching this trailer and thinking, what the hell is going on? I love everything I see. And at first, I thought that it was a new Xenoblade game because it's the same aesthetic. But it is not. Platinum, along with making Bayonetta 3 for the Switch, they are making this game called Astral Chain. Which, which we've is have seen more of this than... We haven't seen anything on Bayonetta. Well, the after the Direct, it came out that the director of Bayonetta 2 left... Or Bayonetta 3 left Platinum. Oh, okay. So I think that that game is having a lot of development problems. And Be- I do not think it will come out this year. Because they... The only... Uh, not to... I know you want to talk yeah. about Astro... But I, I just wrote down, Bayonetta 3 is in development. And that's pretty much all they, they said. They did say that. But a- after the Direct... Yes, I did uh, not see I, Before that. that, people had been speculating that he had left the company because on his twitter he had removed all like anything about platinum games like even his tag was platinum games whatever i can't remember his name Mm -hmm. uh and so that was all gone Mm -hmm. and then it was shortly after the direct where people were like what the hell is going on and then he finally said like hey yeah i don't work at platinum anymore i wish them luck with bayonetta 3 Mm -hmm. so i think that game is having a little bit of development trouble so which that would make two Nintendo games having development issues. It would, but Platinum is... Different. I, I have faith that they could... That Bayonetta will be fine. I just think that they might be having... It, I think that they're probably having a problem figuring out what to actually make that game. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, Ast- Astral Chain is exactly what Platinum is, man. It is right. like a super fast-paced action game. It's like weird cyberpunk future cops that mm. summon animal spirits. I like what everything about it spoke to me personally it, and yeah, I yeah. it comes out August 30th and then I was like, how did you develop this game mm-hmm. that comes out August 30th and they develop some Platinum develops so many games now that they have a lot of a lot of things in the oven at once. Right. And they may have something else in the oven that we'll talk about in a bit. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. It, a lot of this stuff, it's not really for me, but it seemed like a lot of this stuff was definitely for you. It was for and, me. And for the standard Oh, Nintendo hell yeah. Fan. But Astral Chain looks sick. Oh, yeah, I yeah. cannot wait to play it. Very mm. excited. Right. Um, and then, Lastly, did you did you have anything else, or was this the last thing you had? Nope, this is it. Just a... Uh, Link away, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening, yeah, Good. man. I played Link's Awakening mm-hmm. when I was like five years old, okay. which was uh, about With, three years after I was gonna it say, had come out. Right. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was borrowing it from a friend. I remember killing 
or you could steal from the shopkeeper. It was so sick. And then he would get mad and you could never go back in there or he would mm. kill you. Very good. Uh, it, it was one of my favorite Zelda games, I would say. They re-released it uh, around the time the Game Boy Color came out. It was called Link's Awakening DX. Oh. It was one of the only original Game Boy games that they hard-coded the color into, even though it wasn't a Game Boy Color game, and it had a special dungeon that you could only get into if it was launched on a Game Boy Color, because it was like, you'd have to like, it'd be like, oh, kill the blue thing, or like, kill the red thing, so you'd oh. have to know what color they were, and that was really cool. Um, literally, as soon as I saw the water, before they even showed Link or the boat, I thought in my head, holy shit, they are going to remake Link's Awakening, and then it gets to the island... And I still thought, like, this is Link's Awakening. And as soon as they showed the giant egg, I was like, yes! <laughs> yes! Which, it's interesting, because I know a few months ago, I or maybe even just a couple weeks ago, we had we were talking about, like, the next Zelda game. And yeah, I and said there was rumors that it was a 2D e, Zelda game. And right, it is. an isometric, yeah. Yeah. Which I never played Link's Awakening. I've never, to be honest, I never even heard of it. Oh, God, it's so good. Um, it seems like it's got, like, some weird, uh, Mario stuff in it as well. Like well, the, yeah, the, the chain chop was in and... the original. So, one of right. the things I wonder if they will keep is there is a lot of really weird game cameos in this. Right. Uh, one of the characters, his name is, like, Dr. Wright, and he is literally the dude from the SimCity, mm-hmm. uh, SNES game. And so, like, will they keep that guy in there? Mm-hmm. And, like, there is the Chain Chomp, there are Goombas, there's a bunch of other stuff that were, like, just weird cameos in that game. And, I mean, they showed the Chain Chomp. Right. And what they I, did. And what I liked I... about that is, like, I played that game so many times when I was a kid that I remember most of it. Every scene they showed was one-to-one. Wow. Like, it is exactly the same. So the art style is kind of strange like it's really weird and chibi yeah i don't know what's up with that i mean it's it's fine yeah, I, yeah. I, aesthetically it looks cool um it's, this is really cool for me personally because i can't wait for people who didn't play Link's awakening to play this mm-hmm. and be like whoa this game rules right and i can right. be like Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for agreeing that this game is awesome. In fairness, I mean, like, it came out when we were, like, two. Yes, and, and I know, and a lot of people who are playing Nintendo games now probably weren't even alive, or they right. were, like, negative 15. Okay, it, so, like, I, yeah. And I I think I got my first Game Boy when I was, like, probably six, five, six, and then it was just, like, my Pokemon machine, so... Yeah, it's weird because the first game that I remember playing that I owned was mm. Mario. But now in my head, I guess I don't know if I had a Game Boy before that. Right. Because I definitely played it on my friend's Game Boy around the same time that I would have played Mario. Mm. But then I didn't get it until later. Uh, yeah, it's super cool. Link's yeah, Awakening yeah. is a top-notch yeah. Zelda release. And I hope that this sets the precedent. Because fucking no one played any of the Zelda games on handheld. Mm-hmm. If they bring out Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, right. fucking the Minish Cap, like, oh my god. What was that one where you used Game Boys, but then you played it on the GameCube? Four Swords. Where's the Four Swords remake? Actually, would... they made a Four Swords game on 3DS. Right. So they probably won't do that, but... I mean, that'd be kind of cool, though. It would be. I, I'm super hype. Mm-hmm. I... 
Link's Awakening is one of my favorite Zelda games, so it's it's cool that they're yeah. remaking it, and it is also cool that they will have a Zelda game mm-hmm. in this time. Yes, it's interesting that you instantly thought Link's Awakening, because like I, my first thought was actually Pokemon. No, I knew Be- because when I saw that water, it reminded me of Pokemon the movie, the first movie. Just like the way the water looked, it looked to me. So there it is an like... in, there's an intro scene in Link's Awakening mm-hmm. where he is. It's like kind of weird in anime, right? And he's on the raft, and okay. there's a storm, and then he gets washed up on shore and doesn't like know where he is or have any memory. And so as soon as I saw the water, I was like, "This is that intro cinematic," mm-hmm. and it was. And oh fuck, dude! Yeah, because this <sighs> I'm trying to think like. Uh... Link to the Past came out, what, like, 90? I think it came out the same year we were born. So this was yeah. two years after them? Yeah. I think this was 1993? 92, I believe. Okay. Sometime around there. Yeah, yeah. 92 or 93. We but... were babies oh, yes. in this game. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I remember spending, like, mm-hmm. entire days playing right. this game. Uh, I still have it. So, so one question, and then we can move on. Okay. What are you most excited about? Pick one. Out of this list here? Out of just, like, from the Nintendo Direct, uh, what has you most excited? Astral Chain, because it was just such an unknown quantity right. and looks mm-hmm. wild. Yes. Because I know what to expect from Link's Awakening. Right. So I can't say that. But this, I had this thought. What the hell is happening? 2020 for Nintendo, it, they're not going to have a single release, Matt. If you think about this, what is supposed to come out now, starting in June, okay... They have Mario Maker 2, right. Ultimate Alliance 3, Fire Emblem 3 Houses, Damon X Machina, Astral Chain, Link's Awakening, a new Pokemon game in theory, a new Animal Crossing game in theory, Bayonetta 3 in theory, I think that'll be Luigi's Mansion 3 they said was coming out this year, okay? They're, they can't, what, they don't have other games, my man. Like, it's impossible. Yoshi's Crafted World, I think that fucking Kirby game is still supposed to come out this year. Like, they don't have other things. There's nothing else for the... Like, if they release all these games and things don't get delayed, they don't have anything else. Right. Unless next year they're just like, yo, Odyssey 2, let's rock, or something. Because, like, you think about last year. They had hardly anything for most of right. the year. Like, they had Super Mario Party and Mario Tennis Aces to tide you over until Smash, right? Well, and, and that was Kirby. Their, Kirby, ah, oh, fuck it. And then they had, they had a couple re-releases. Yeah, uh, but, like, that was right. their whole thing was, like, oops, we goofed and right. put out two of the greatest games of all time last year. Sorry, I hope you had fun with that. But now we're all we've got is Smash. That's what's going to tide you over. So this holiday season... They're going to let it rip. Right. And in theory, we'll have Pokemon Animal Crossing, fucking Luigi's Mansion. Like, it's going to be a smorgasbord mm-hmm. of quality Nintendo releases. And then we'll get to 2020, and it'll be like, well, you don't have any other teams. So what? what is well, going to be released? I mean, like, what is the Mario Kart team working on? The mobile game that they just delayed? Oh, yeah. And... Then you have like the Splatoon. I assume there's. I guess yeah, they could Splatoon. be doing something to for Splatoon. Which but I mean, the seems... other thing is like we are thinking about Nintendo in the console. 
we're not quite thinking about all the 3DS developers that have also moved over and making well, games for Switch. This was the first Nintendo Direct where they did not have the 3DS, so they finally put the bullet right oh, yeah. in there. Which they said, like, we're not, this is not replacing the 3DS, and everyone went, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yes, it is. Well, it is now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just, like, they have over 10 games coming yeah. out just in the second half of this year. Mm-hmm. And originally, Metroid Prime Four would have been in there as well, right? And that would have, like it would have been out of control. Do you think Nintendo will purposely delay games? Oh, just I think so they'll have I, things next year. I am fairly confident that they're not going to release Pokemon this year. Really? Yeah, I because like, I unless unless <sighs> that whole rumor that they are going to announce it on the twenty sixth is real, in which case, I because they haven't shown anything. I, but I mean, it, it's not going to come out till November. And usually they, they show have, it. At, usually they show it at E3, right? Right. But like, if you wanted to make 2020 a good year, they would have to hold back either Animal Crossing or Pokemon, but, unless they have some other huge, huge thing in development. They have a lot of things, but they don't have like anything huge. I don't know that that's true. Mario Maker 2 is huge. Pokemon and Animal Crossing are like system sellers. What I'm saying is, without Pokemon. Without Pokemon, I don't know, man. Link's Awakening and Animal Crossing, like that. Animal Crossing, people will buy a Switch for. Okay, that one I could see. Link's Awakening, that one I, I have no idea. Oh, I, def- I mean, it, I, it, it's a Zelda game. It, it has a mainline the, Zelda. Like, there's it has crazy. the Zelda hype. I just I don't know. I was just kind of curious. Like if, that's like, gonna sell an absurd amount of copies, regardless. Okay. Like, all of these things are. Fire mm-hmm. Emblem also, even though it's a smaller thing from them, mm-hmm. will still sell millions of copies. Right. So it's just, they have all of their main releases coming out in one year, mm-hmm. with the exception of Mario. Like, Mario Maker, sure, but, like, not oh, a yeah, real no. 3D Mario release. Well, there was uh, Super Mario. No, no, there wasn't. <laughs> so, like, I... It, yeah, they they have like over ten games right. no, I, that are I exclusive to their platform. Like, I just what? It, I mean, we can end up end the year with like they've released like twelve games this year. I like you got to slow your roll a little bit because the first half of this year they didn't release anything. No, <laughs> and they all had, of their okay, they get new Super Mario Brothers U, and, and then Yoshi's coming out next month. Uh huh. And then they accidentally delayed all of their games that were supposed to come out in the spring to the mm-hmm. summer, and they canceled Metroid. Well, they didn't cancel Metroid. They It's coming mm-hmm. out in, like, three to five years now. Right. So, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, I am not complaining, I guess, because I would love to play all of these hot Nintendo jams, but in 2020, I would also like to play some hot Nintendo jams. Yeah. And we may not be able to play them. Maybe they'll just, like... Every other year will be what better I, year. What I hope, what I hope, is that in 2020 there's like a real 3D Zelda sequel and a real 3D Mario sequel. So then we can be like, oh, thank God. No, it's gonna be every other year. <laughs> is their year? I mean, <laughs> if, hey, for what happened fucking last year, that could be the case. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, how much are we? Oh boy. Okay. Uh, so to, yeah, the Nintendo Direct was cool. I yeah. always love a good Direct. There was a lot going on. And I like how they don't, like, before they would announce it and be like, hey, in two weeks we have a Direct coming up. Now, now it's just like the day before they yeah, announce it. Yeah, they're like, it. hey, Direct's happening. Right. Um, so in much more depressing news. Yes. Activision Blizzard laid off 800 employees. 
Yeah, and that's... so the thing that is crazy to me about this is that it was right after their earnings call where Bobby Kotick got on the call and said, hey, man, record profits. <laughs> we're doing so well over here at Activision. I, we're loving every minute of it. Mm-hmm. But also we have to fire 800 people restructuring. I, I, and it's complicated because, like... These layoffs are more because of like the stock market, and and that's m- less about like current profits and more projections. And I guess like the projections, at least it sounds like a lot of it was Blizzard, and it's because Blizzard really doesn't have anything, so they laid off a lot of people, and I guess they hired a lot of people as well. It, it's really they, weird. well, they specifically hired a lot more de- developers. The, yeah, the most of the layoffs that occurred were like non-development side people so like a lot of the people related to blizzard's esports stuff yes a lot of people that worked in their like help centers and things like that but it's still just like oh it it makes this whole thing about activision like it's like the enemy and so so like not the thing that i always look back to and i know it's not realistic but when nintendo was having a tough time Iwata literally took a pay cut Mm -hmm. so they didn't have to lay people off. And he said, we as a company don't think that it's right to lay off people in this way when I am making this amount of money. I will take this cut. He still made a shitload of money. And they didn't have to cut people. Like, Bobby Kotick literally is not that guy. No. He is like cartoon villain levels of CEO. Right. He was in that fucking movie Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Like, he just is... He is that weird, like, money-hungry dude, like, stereotype. And it's... I, I don't know. Like, it's it's unfair to say that it's just his fault. Right. And it's not. I mean, it, there's a lot of different factors that go into this. But I think that, like, announcing that you've made record profits and then being like, all right, hey, everybody, get fucked, is yes. kind of shitty. Because also the same thing happened with Ubisoft, right? They got on the call and said, hey, fucking we're way up, record profits. They didn't lay anybody off. No, they... In (laughs) theory... You saw that article. The PC Gamer article? (laughs) Yeah, Ubisoft announces record profits, doesn't lay off 800 people. Yeah, like that's... (laughs) Shots fired. Like, that's a good one. But also, Ubisoft probably has way more employees than Activision Blizzard does. Which... If you think about it, I mean, Ubisoft is just cranking out games. They crank out shit, and then they continue to support it. But they have yes. studios in, like, almost every country that exists. Yeah, and when they make a game, like... <laughs> every studio touches it. They're yeah. like, hey, man, I made this vase. Let's send it over here. And it's like, what the... I don't know how they can even make games in the collaborative way that they do with as many people as they have. I mean, their credits take, like, a half oh, hour. Oh, yeah, their credits, <laughs> like, longest credits of all time. You're like, all right, it's like a feature-length film right? credits over here. yeah. Like an hour and a half, it's so crazy. Which, we, but they did not fire that. Like the, the same thing. Which, I, and the reason why I brought this up, and we we don't have it listed here, but Ubisoft, they said, uh, starting in like June or something like that, they have like four or five main games that are going to be released in like in it in that in that calendar year. So like, Ubisoft has games lined up to come out, and that was not including like Trials, which is coming out 
maybe today and yeah, then also it, it came out on the switch today and then like they did they just had far cry which i think it sold extremely well Oh, it did they don't review the best but it seems like ubisoft games like sell no but then the well. thing that happens with ubisoft games is they come out and they don't review well mm-hmm. but then they stealth update them for months and months yes. until they're like so robust that no one even knows mm-hmm. what the hell's happening right like that happened with rainbow six siege yes it came out no one even really cared it secretly grew this huge, huge esports scene, mm-hmm. and now people are getting in, and it's like one of their most profitable games overall. Yeah, and it what has me kind of wondering is like, how were a lot of these living games or whatever you want to call it going to transition to the next gen? Do you think like day and one? I think that it's going to be like GTA Five, where they're like, we just released the same goddamn thing on PS4 as we did on PS3. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like day one, like Rainbow Six Siege will be, will it be on like PS5 and like? Yeah, I wonder if that. I wonder which would be more beneficial to them to have them start over or to just bring in Rainbow Six Siege again or make the or, next thing. I mean like in theory they could do both. They I mean could, they, they could they could both, just yeah. release it and then like they've proven they can crank out a new game in like 2 years. So Yeah, <laughs> but they also have the world's most employees yes, of yes. any developer, yeah. Yeah, I mean I usually talk about like I, I feel like Ubisoft they typically are not making game of the year quality games. But they're at least making okay to good to maybe even great. They have a, they at least have a certain standard for most of their games. But so this is this also is another thing about the Activision. Layout, yes, yes, is oh. they also let Bungie leave? Like they let they let them drop Destiny. They don't have Destiny. I would be willing to bet that a majority or a, like a large portion of the profits that they made that made this a record year came from destiny 2 and i think that's part of the reason why their stock took such a but hit. then why would you let that occur you let yeah. them break their decade-long deal they made with you right so that they could go do whatever it, it just seems baffling to me mm-hmm. and like activision doesn't put out that much like call no. of call of duty still comes out every year but it is not the selling force that it was back then even, but like even when then, they were at their peak it is just it's not the same it, even then, it's always the best-selling game every year. So it is, but they—it's still not the same. It is and very dangerous, I will say, because they're literally putting all their eggs in one basket. Like, what other? What's another Activision game? The Crash Racing. Oh yeah, that is a cra- Crash Team Racing and Spyro, and uh, um, and then that Sekiro is Sekiro te- is published, published by Activision. By Damn, yeah, that's weird. But I mean, like, but other than that, I really I can't think of another Activision game. And Blizzard has no, nothing. No, I, I can't. Like, even if EA didn't come out with any games, like, they would still have all their sports games. So, right. like, Activision doesn't have that, where it's just, like, it's uh, these games that come out every year that I don't think of. Um, the Apex just came out. Oh, okay, Apex Legends, which is huge, and they... Have, and they have that... Or, that's EA. That's EA. That yeah. is EA. I was thinking, because it was... the Titanfall 1 was Activision, wasn't no, Or EA. that was Microsoft? It was EA. Okay. I guess I'm just getting something mixed up. So yeah. it was in a, it was exclusive to the Xbox One. Okay, I was thinking Activision was part of Titanfall. One. I do not believe so. Okay, but no, yeah, like they just don't have anything, and so for them to yeah, be like, yeah, have... record profits this year, 
Call of Duty, I guess. Which I mean yeah. is a huge thing. I I just it's not what it was before. No, and as I as I keep saying, Blizzard has nothing. I mean, they make money hand over fist from right, both right. Overwatch and World of Warcraft. Like they mm-hmm. don't actually have to put anything out. Right. They're putting out that mobile Diablo game. Hey, don't you guys have phones? Oh, man. They're putting out a mobile... So I guess maybe Diablo will make up their profits for next year. Yeah, which I do know it. I, they are working on a Diablo game, but that's probably years away. Yeah. I, it just sucks. Like, yeah. the, it happens in the industry all the time recently, it feels like, is that these studios get shuttered or mm-hmm. these people get laid off while the people who own them are like hey man record breaking breaking profits we've never been this successful before right. in the entirety of the industry and then the people who are actually doing that work are getting the short end of the stick in most cases i think that's why you're seeing a lot more indies pop. oh up. definitely yeah and that that's what happens like mm-hmm. the that's how fucking super giant was made right. we were talking about earlier like Greg was a reviewer at GameSpot, but he left to go work at EA, mm-hmm. and two of the people that he worked at EA with were like, yo, let's quit and right. make a thing of our own, because this sucks. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you don't get the recognition you would get otherwise. Mm-hmm. It it seems, like, bad all around. Yeah. Now, Bungie, are they technically uh, in indie at this point? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because that feels weird. I mean, they they won't be like they right, will. Yeah, they'll yeah. make the same fucking deal they made with Activision with someone with else. someone else. If I were EA, I would say, I would say Warner Brothers or EA. I, yeah, if yeah. I were EA, I would just like call them up and then just let them do their thing. I would actually. I, I if Ubisoft picked that up, that would be hilarious. I would top notch or go back to Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we want to make Halo again. Can we do that? Mm, I think they would probably just let Bungie do their thing. Man. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe Nintendo can buy them. <laughs> Destiny, <laughs> Destiny Three, and Nintendo and exclusive, Switch exclusive. <laughs> yeah. That would it. be I'd awful. It. it would look worse. It would. It'd be. Yeah, I'd still Des- play. Destiny Three would be worse than the other ones. But yeah, the, the layoffs are a bummer, and they're happening yes, all the time. Yes. Like eight hundred people is a lot of people across it, it their is. across it's... all of their stuff. So I mean, it, it it just comes off so bad when you just like, hey, we did so well this year, and now we're firing everyone. And it's, it's like just... most of the companies this mm-hmm. year that are big in video games, they all had record profits, yes. and so it's just it seems strange because there are so many cases of studios being closed Mm -hmm. of like layoffs like this. It, it's a bummer. Yeah. And I, yeah. But what's not a bummer is that hollow Knight was a masterpiece video game and they announced a sequel that is coming to PC and switch. And I could not possibly be more excited they originally, one of their Kickstarter stretch goals was you could play as the character Hornet, who is a very cool uh, person in the game. She is a boss, and you fight her a couple times. So their whole thing was, yeah, playable DLC is her. They reached that goal. So they said that on Valentine's Day, they were going to announce that DLC, and then they showed a trailer that was like, hey, yo, it's not what we said, but it is a new feature-length game How where that- you just play as Hornet. Okay, that would make more sense because, like, if she's a boss, would you fight yourself? Well, it's it's completely new. 
Well, they, they, but yeah. I, but I'm saying like if they didn't do something, yeah, I have no new, idea. I have no idea because that'd be kind of, that'd be kind of weird, I guess, in a game. Yeah, but it, it looks like more Hollow Knight, except that she has a different move set. So I am all the way in. Which that's another one of those like hard platformers. Correct? It is, yeah. Um, and it's but it also is like combat focused right, as opposed right. to more platforming. But it is Hollow Knight is one of the best games that has come out in years from an indie studio. Is it? On and it's par, all they do. Is it on par with like Dead Cells type of thing? More like that, where it is kind of a platformer, but uh, more like a two D yeah. combat. I'm just kind of yeah. I mean, it's like Shovel Knight, I guess. Okay, it's the closest analog, except it's more of a Metroidvania than Shovel Knight. Okay, um, so you're like exploring the map and mm-hmm. going through, but it it is excellent. I cannot wait for this game. They did not announce a release date mm-hmm. uh, because I don't think it'll come out this year because I think the scope grew so much more than right. what they had expected. Uh, but Hollow Knight had a renaissance, man. I played it when it first came out on PC and it seemed like I was the only person on the planet who played it. The year later, they released it on all the consoles Switch. and it blew the fuck up. I feel like Switch it got very popular. Yes, and same thing with the PS4 release. But I was like, thank God. Now everyone else knows <laughs> what I felt. And I'm glad because it. Yeah. I see threads all the time on forums about like, is Hollow Knight a masterpiece? Mm-hmm. Question mark. It's like, I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's very good. Uh, yeah. And so then we got some a couple Nintendo bangers right in a row at the end here. Um, yes, uh, it's interesting because earlier in the week I saw an article uh, by Imran Khan who said Nintendo is going to be reviving a game. It's rumored that Nintendo's reviving a game that everyone thought was very dead. So yes. everyone was thinking, like, what Nintendo? There are two games. There are two games that Nintendo could revive. Yes, Project Hammer, which they will never bring back. I think that game destroyed people's lives. <laughs> so I do not think right. that, that will happen. But people are also thinking that it's scale bound. Yes, I do not. Because there is, there have been numerous people who have talked about this who said that the main reason that they ended up dropping it was because the Xbox hardware couldn't handle their vision. So there's no way the fucking Switch can handle that vision. I think it's something where you take the concept and you scrap everything else. Because I, I remember... Guess. Remember this game, like, Platinum, it was just so poorly run that they, like, had to take a month off and just gave everyone, like, a month break from development. And then when they came back, they were just like, yeah, we're done. So I think this is going to be a game where, like, they completely scrap almost everything other than the concept. Like, hey, I wanted Scalebound more than most people, but I... What they showed of what they had of that... No thanks. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think this is going to be a case where it it gets scrapped and it's not going to be like anything I, I get the concept of it was cool. Like you yeah, are yeah. a weird, edgy dude who has headphones and you train and fight with your dragon like Mm -hmm. okay and it looked like it had devil may cry ish combat yes so that's cool maybe they can do it if they do scrap everything because like astral chain looks okay right right. graphically and it looks like it's one of those high-paced action games Mm -hmm. i guess that that's my only theory of how they could pull it off or do you have any other theories of some of what else it could be rockstar's game agent 
that was supposed to come out on the PS3. See, like, yeah, that's that's. Is it definitely going to be just anything, or is it going to be like a Nintendo that they scrapped? Earthbound sixty four. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those things. I that... yeah, no, I have no idea. But right. I, that rumor I saw yeah. and was like, I saw everyone saying either Project Hammer or Scalebound, and I was like, oh boy, yeah, we're in for a wild ride. <laughs> Hey, there's another game that we're going to talk about at the end that had some interesting development hell. That's true. Um, <laughs> but in... So the other Nintendo thing that happened yesterday... Shocking. Is Reggie is retiring. Yeah, that's... Yeah. The Reginator. His body is no longer ready, Matt. He's his body is ready, ready His body's for, ready to retire. Yeah, which, I mean, good for him. Oh, yeah. He, it, he was like... Um, Senior marketing person on everything you could think of at Pizza mm-hmm. Hut, VH1, like all these places, some Chinese food company. He did a lot and he made all the places he worked at very successful. Yes. Uh, but I think one of the things that is was different about him specifically was normally people in his role aren't as forward facing as he is or even as good of a sport like no. when you have this dude out there saying, "I feel like a purple Pikmin" and shit like that, and he, like dancing and whatever the fuck, he took all the jokes that people used about him and he ran with. They ran with it. He always gave this vibe of like the kind of cool dad, the <laughs> dad that like is in on the jokes. He knows the lingo, but it's kind of like, why are you like? It's kind of weird, you know, all this stuff, but. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to describe. Yeah, I, I gotcha. <laughs> like, the one who's up on all, like, the cool what the cool kids are doing, but it just kind of feels, something just kind of feels a little off about the whole thing. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, like, Nintendo fans adore Reggie. I know. And he put out his, like, two, mm. two-ish minute video about how he's retiring and thank you for all the good memories and stuff. And, uh... He's being replaced by Doug Bowser, right. which I felt like I was literally inside of a time warp because he was hired as like the head of sales four years ago. Right. People joked about how his name was Bowser then, and the same exact jokes were made now four <laughs> years later, and I just kept thinking like, what's happening? He's got... He was already there for four years. He has tall shoes to fill i mean like that is that's gonna be very difficult and i nintendo's already leaning into all of the terrible bowser jokes Mm -hmm. that were made before but are being made again Mm -hmm. like they pretended that bowser took over their twitter account and all this shit and it was just like we we can't do this for a decade you can't do it (laughs) yeah i just i'm just trying to think of like the other ones like i i mean like i think phil spencer's cool but he's not even close to uh, no, but Phil in, Spencer actually like knows what the fuck is yeah, going yeah, yeah. on, right? And or Reggie Sean Layden sucks. Yeah, Reggie for Sony. So I don't know if Reggie. I don't want to say he didn't do much because I don't really know. But like when it came to like the games and everything, he wasn't making many decisions. I feel like no, he was, he was like the he was just paid to be the face overall. Yeah, and that that's fine. He did his job but very what well. What I think is not great for Nintendo is that. Like, Iwata, when he was alive, right. and Reggie, they were out there in mm-hmm. the directs. They were out there anytime they could trot out a face to put a face to the mm-hmm. company. The new president of Nintendo Japan, he is not in anything. Like, no. he is more, like, behind-the-scenes type guy. And mm. I, I don't know. 
I, I don't know. I feel both ways because like it is cool that they were out there doing that, but they're also starting to phase out a lot of the older people. Right. So like Aonuma is usually not the guy that they trot out for Zelda anymore. Like they they're trying to focus new younger leads on all those games. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're gonna try to have those people be the focus instead of them like is doug bowser gonna be the dude who gets out there in nintendo directs now which i mean like where reggie was sitting in his office and he's like let me tell you about the hot u.s releases and all the yeah i'm 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 just trying to think like the last several directs that i've watched i reggie hasn't even been in them no usually reggie's only in them if there is something different from the japanese version right because like i you would see him at e3 and that was almost it yeah uh, which yeah it's it's interesting mm-hmm. um I, like i in a lot of the a lot of the companies like the faces of people that they had yeah are no longer that way like sean laden for sony sucks but like when yes. it was kaz harai dude knew how to talk right and was like a good at presenting the stuff whereas none of them have ever really had that kind of thing again no we're like phil spencer phil spencer like is, is that fake. guy he uh, is charismatic and he yes. knows what he is doing he is trying to transform the xbox brand yes and but he's... he like also actually plays video games and yes. knows what he's talking about todd howard he had a great reputation and then bethesda just threw him to the wolves with fallout 76 I don't know how much he had to do with the development of Fallout 76, but, like, he's the fall guy for that. So they have to rebuild his reputation now. But, yeah, it, it's just a rare thing yeah, for a company yeah. to have someone who is so universally liked by everyone oh, yeah. that it is kind of crazy. The only comparison to me is probably, like, Gabe Newell with uh, Steam. Yes, and his Sick Knife collection, yeah. Where, like, the Steam, the, piece, the Master Race, you know, the PC, PC guy. Those guys are obsessed with, uh, but even Game Newell does, like he's more in the development and like the game game side as well. Where Reggie, I don't know how many games he was actually playing. No, probably none. But that's fine. Yeah, because he he had more of the marketing background, so he just kind of knew how to market himself and market Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Which is you know. He did his job. Yeah. He did his job very well, and I wish him the best of luck in you know. Yeah. Just same. enjoy enjoy retirement. <laughs> so the last thing on our list here sort of relates to the news topic we forgot to talk about last week. Which is more Nintendo more news. More Nintendo news. Uh so GDC, the Game Developers Conference, is going on now? Soon? I don't know. It's sometime around now. Yes. Uh, And there was a panel uh, on one of the... They do panels for developers Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, One of the panels that was up on the website talked about how Xbox was trying to bring Xbox Live to the Switch and mobile platforms. Yes. Um which would be really cool, yes. I think, uh, to like integrate your friends lists on all of those things. Uh, which you'd get achievements. Well, in theory. I, well, the Microsoft. And it, it, yeah. But it so that that would be cool. Right, right. And it, especially if they were letting them use their servers. Yes, yes. Oh, boy. Well, that's kind of... on the Switch sucks shit. So. If, if they can kind of like... Nintendo's just charm with Microsoft's know-how of actually how technology works. Yeah. <laughs> it would be it would be a good thing. Yes. But the new rumor that is coming out now 
is that Xbox is trying to get Game Pass on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And the game that keeps being cited by a lot of people is Ori in the Blind Forest. Which that would... Because that would be the like most Nintendo-ish game. Yes. Also, Ori in the Blind Forest is very good. And the sequel oh. to it is coming out this year. Yes. Um, the so, Blind Wisp? Uh, the Will of the Wisps. Will of the Wisps. Um, it, it, seem, it seems very cool. Yes. If it is true. But... I, that would take a lot of work. I am already paying for Game Pass, so... Would you definitely keep it if you could have it with your Xbox, your PC, and your Nintendo Switch? It depends if they make good on the promise of it actually fully coming to PC. Because they have not yet. Right. But I feel like, with everything good Microsoft has been doing lately, I don't... I. Th- if they're making these promises, then it's going to happen. Oh, no, I'm sure they're going to keep the promise. I just, like, I have waited, to, like, right. a very, like over a year. So it's like... I, It's just kind of one of those things where I think the issue is convincing people, like, the developers that it's, a, that, like, you know, like... Because <clears throat> the developers are probably fine that you can download it on the Xbox, but they may not be okay with it, these games being on PC that you can download. That would be yeah, my guess of what the... the What's holding them back? So, like, what I don't get about this is that would Game Pass on the Switch be you can play and download Nintendo games? Or would it just be, like, hey, guess what? We developed Halo for to run on the Switch. Like, I just... I don't... The, the micro, Microsoft's first-party releases, like, they're not... Why would I want to play it on the Switch? Why would I want to play Gears? Why would I want to play Halo? I think you could play Gears, like the, not Gears 5. but Yeah, yeah. like Gears 1, 2, and 3, and that's fine, but like, right. why would I do that on the Switch? Why right, would I, right. why would I do that? Why would I pay for Game Pass in that scenario? You know what I mean? I, it is a cool concept, and mm-hmm. I think that it is, uh, Game Pass is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, what, what does that mean? Does that mean that if they I mean, like, Ori is an indie developer, right? The people that make Ori, they're an indie studio. So, obviously, they could port their game to the Switch, because who cares? But is Microsoft going to port games to the Switch? Is Nintendo going to port games to the Xbox? Like, probably not. Yeah, and the rumor is that Microsoft is working on like more like a cloud and it'd be all like uh, oh cloud-based streaming stuff yes if they can definitely don't care about that right i mean if they could nail it which i still think the infrastructure is at least 10 years away i i don't know i mean like some of the pc stuff is good like uh what the fuck is it called oh i can't think of what it's called there's one on the pc that's like actually pretty good but then then you're like tapping into a virtual machine like it's totally different than the cloud-based streaming stuff because like google did that with well you google and ubisoft did that with um assassin's creed odyssey yeah and i think from what i heard it was oh yeah it was running in chrome that was fine from what i was to understand but i just i I would have to see what this means, yes. and I would like for them to announce it, because I can't tell if these... Well, the, the first one about the Xbox Live coming is almost certainly true, because it was on the GDC website, right. and then as soon as people started reporting it as a news story, they removed the description of the of the panel. This all feels like stuff that will get confirmed at E3. Possibly, yeah. And then they can just, like, 
totally dunk Which on is, Sony together as yeah, usual. And Sony won't be there to... <laughs> to, 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 to retort. They will just have to take the dunking, yeah. And, and it'll just be weird seeing, like, Sean Layden at, an, at the Nintendo... Because Nintendo does just as a direct anyways, so yeah. I guess Nintendo would probably hop on with Microsoft or whatever. Then. Yeah, Doug Bowser can get up on stage with <laughs> Phil Spencer and really party it up. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so that that's my guess is we'll probably find out more at E3. All right, so that's all we got for news. There's a lot of it, yes. so yeah. A ton um, but we will move on to the games that we've been playing. Thankfully, we did not each play very much. No, um, four between the two of us. Yeah. So, um, uh, which Mass Effect? We was, completed Mass Effect, which uh, is still good. Yes. I think it still holds up today. Maybe some of the stuff feels a little dated, like the shooting. Definitely, the uh, cover yes. system is rough. Yes. I still. I. What happened? How did we go from being so underpowered? To being able to obliterate everything. I feel like we accidentally found out that toxic bullets were game-breaking or something. Is that it? Or is it just like... Because we also beat it in four hours less than most people beat it in. I was thinking about this. Is there a chance? Because there's so many of those like... Side missions? No, elevator load screens... Oh, that it's faster on the did Xbox it just, One. Did we cut off like four or five hours in just load screens? No, I think what ended up happening was people did more side quests than we did. Because mm. we didn't really do any in this one because there's not really a reason to. Right. I I think they're probably we did probably cut off maybe like an hour of load screens. Oh, probably. Uh, just but. Um, I'm really glad that modern games don't use elevators to mask load screens because it's really painful. Well, I'm like the, the... we're here in the super far flung future, we also have the world's slowest elevators. What's the, up? The issue is you have to ride the elevator to talk to everyone on your team, which is the whole purpose of the game. Like that was Bioware's whole thing back then was like interact with these characters, learn to love them. You know, that and was it, it's yeah. painful that you have to go down the elevator. But even just in like, uh, you know, like we were in the final area mm-hmm. and you're just taking those elevators and it's like, well, it would have been faster if we just like I don't, found a way to climb up there yeah. than take this slow moving elevator to move up like 10 feet total. Seems so strange. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was very good. Definitely. Yeah. What did it take us? 13 hours? 12 to 13, yeah. I think. Um, which is very short. Yeah. Mass Effect 2 is much longer. Um, which Mass Effect 2 has a lot more side stuff. Yeah, there's a lot end. more stuff that you would actually have to do mm-hmm. before the end. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's good. I enjoyed it. Still, I, yeah. I think for, what, a 13-year-old game? Yeah. It, it's aged well enough. Holds up. Um, but yeah, boy, the... That, that that was before a lot of shooter stuff was solidified from right. Gears and like Call of Duty and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's some of the that stuff. Yeah, was kind shooters of in that time period, they were still kind of finding their way. Yeah, it's really hard to go back to things that happened before Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, mm, I wonder. If, I wonder when the original Modern Warfare came out. It was right around there. But it was a, that's a fir- that's a first person shooter, not a third person shooter. So it doesn't actually. Uh, I'm trying to think because like Modern Warfare Three came out on Xbox 360, and that so was did Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two. Modern Warfare well, no, Two I'm, came out in 20. I'm trying because Modern 
three was I think a launch title. I, I think it was like an Xbox 360 launch title, which then it went to World at War. Oh no, it went to Modern Warfare, right? And then it went to World at War, and that's when people were very upset because it kind of went back. So, yeah, I would guess probably Modern Warfare was 2008. It was November 5th, 2007. So 2007. Out, I mean, so then Mass Effect coming out that same year would have had no way to take the lessons of it because it had been in development for years. And, it, and as we said, Gears came out 2006 yeah so they, there's no way that they would have had enough time to right. implement like and, all of these hot new techniques and you see that with the first uncharted where like every with the, it's not quite there yet although a lot of those third person shooters just you know they iterated on their second one and yeah. it got a lot better so mm-hmm. i'm very excited for mass effect 2 yeah it is, it is because old. i hear from a lot of people it's one of the best games ever made yes it's I, in your top 10 i agree with this uh, but you played SteamWorld Dig 2. I did. I have seen a lot of this played, but I did not play. Uh, yes, it's a... Uh, so you're familiar with it. It's like yeah, a it's 2D like a platformer. 2D platforming, digging thing. Yes. I, as I was playing it, I was thinking how, like... I wish more rogues went with something like this rather than they do their like the standard rogue and i know that may not make sense but it's kind of like a run based game in the sense where you have like that light and then when the light goes out your run's kind of done and i i just kind of like that because i i was constantly making permanent progression and it's a very short game i mean it was like yeah five six hours Mm -hmm. which you watched you said you watched kelvin yeah i watched my friend play when he was here over the summer and i had played some of the first one Mm -hmm. uh yeah, I don't know. It's just like you go down, you dig, your light goes out, you try to go back up to the surface, but you find stuff and power-ups. and You're primarily just kind of finding money or gems or whatever it was, and then you're spending those gems. Yeah. Well, then you're finding like gems, and then you're converting that into money, and then spending the money on upgrades, too. Then you can go on like longer runs, and you can kind of dig more and just... Mm-hmm. And it is a direct sequel to the original yes. because the main character of the original Rusty goes missing, and, yeah, that's and what... you are looking for him. Yes, uh, and you find him at the end. Spoiler. Whoa! What? <laughs> I, I, uh, the story didn't really do it for me too much, but this is just an interesting series because we talked about. Yeah, it. I was surprised that they even made Steam World Dig too because mm-hmm. the developer they have tried to make different things too like uh yeah they made steam world heist was more like a strategy game shooter yeah uh the new one is like a fucking forgot what it's called already it's like a a card game it's a fantasy card game and their their very first one was like a tower defense game yeah so it's it's interesting that they even made steam world dig too but i guess people liked it so much that they I was a big fan, and I I like any games that are kind of shorter, and like it didn't overstay its welcome. What I thought was really weird was SteamWorld Dig 2 was out on the Switch before the original SteamWorld Dig. Oh, yeah. They like it, they put it out, and then they're like, oh, we should port the first one. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. Because it'll be like, if anyone played SteamWorld Dig 2 and were like, oh, what was the first one like? It's going to be like a step back, like not that much, but it was just weird. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Yeah. I don't know why you would do that. I but now I'm kind of excited for the new one, whatever. Oh, it's I can't called. wait! I can't wait to play the card game one because it. I don't know. It, that mm-hmm. looks way more up my alley. Yeah, yeah. The, the way everything is, so I'm excited. Yeah, 
So yeah. I'm not a lot to say. I mean, no. like, it, it just check, look into it if, you know. I, I definitely recommend, you know, yeah. giving it a try. So all I played really was Yokai Watch 3, which this podcast, uh, Yokai Watch, the original Yokai Watch episode I did when it was just me, is the most popular episode of this podcast by what I would say a ludicrous margin. Thousands more listens than uh, other episodes. In fact, Yokai Watch is weird. So for context, in case people may not know what it is, it is a series made by the developer Level 5, who seems at the base level like they were trying to cash in on the craze of Pokemon. So instead of catching monsters and like collecting them, you collect Japanese ghosts called yokai, mm-hmm. which in Japanese folklore and things, yokai are things like the kappa and things that like play jokes or like possess people to make them do things. Um this isn't quite as, like, gruesome as a lot of Japanese folklore. It's more just, like, fun kid stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, you got possessed. They call it inspiriting instead of right. possessing. You got inspirited by this uh, dude called Happy Air, and now you're more happy. Or just weird stuff like that. Or, like, they make you indecisive or you have a cold. Just dumb things like that. And the first one started, and I personally was interested in it because... Like, my dream job, if I was to work in video games, would be working in localization. And I feel like localization people usually end up getting the short end of the stick from people because it's really easy to criticize localization without taking into account why changes were made in names from the Japanese version to the English version or, like, how you would translate jokes that just do not play in other cultures. Um, And so I, I originally picked up the first yokai watch thinking I wouldn't really like it. But mainly to see how they could take something that is so inherently Japanese, like with the yokai being Japanese spirits, the game taking place in a fictional Japan. Like, how do you make that play to a U.S. audience? Um, And if you go back and listen to that episode, like, I detail a lot more of it. Like, you take your shoes off before you go inside. And they, like, lovingly craft this weird fake Japan that has way too much in it, almost. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the localization must have been insane. And there was only like a hundred or so yokai that you could collect. It's a very simple game. I looked back, it took me like 20-ish hours and I had done most of it. I Where I really fell down the rabbit hole was with Yokai Watch 2, where they over doubled the amount of yokai and they started to get cooler, like weird dudes with swords and stuff like that. And I played that one for about 70 hours. This one, the third one, they blew it out. And uh, there are over 700 yokai, and there is so much fucking content in this game that it is ridiculous. So they went from three games to 700? Yeah, dude. Because Pokemon, it took like... Oh, it took a lot. It took like seven, eight generations Uh, to get Some of the designs I really don't like, and I feel like people just sat down in a room and were like, what? (sighs) A lot of them are also recolors. There are a lot of recolors, which is one Mm. thing that I find to be a bummer. Uh... So that that that's one of the ways they can get up so high. Right. Uh, the reason that I found Yokai Watch Three to be so fascinating, especially from a localization aspect, is because they pretended in the original localization like Japan was the U.S. So you've p- pigeonholed yourself there, which they did the same thing uh, in Phoenix Wright games. They tried to say like, "Oh man, this is fake L.A." Why and you're they- like, "What?" Why don't they just pull the Yakuza? 
I, yeah, I have, approach. A, I have no idea. Because, like, that works just fine. But like, it's like, I think they think because it's a fictional Japan that, like, it's fine. And then when they actually go to areas that are, like, real Japan, they're like, oh, shit, we, how do we localize this? So, Yokai Watch 3, the main character in the Japanese version, moves from Japan to the U.S. Here, they had already said that he was living in the fictional U.S. How do you have him move to the same country but also have it seem like it is a different place and the answer is you pretend like the u.s is the deep deep south <laughs> like no shit dude you come out of your house in the beginning and they are talking in such thick southern accents that you can't understand them the the main character doesn't understand what they're saying was this on 3ds yeah and it's like it's, it's not fully voiced it's okay. partially voiced but like even the text boxes are like they gummit okay. howdy y'all and All you're right. like what the fuck and so he has to get possessed by a yokai to be able to speak and understand people from the south of the country he already lives in so like Yikes. so like sure we did that we got that out of the way but then it's just like seeing what japanese people think american culture to be like is fucking crazy like we love hamburgers which is true meat is top notch i'm there all the way but like it's so weird because you like the difference between the schools in both areas like it is much more like a u.s school the way houses are laid out bikes and cars like they did a good job Mm -hmm. of making it seem like the u.s some of the stuff is just fucking out of control uh like they basically allude to how we eat a lot more and we're all way fatter and like sure that's true uh but there's a lot of weird stuff like that where it's like wow subtly throwing shade here i see Mm -hmm. um and so what's weird about yokai watch 3 other than that is the boy before you could pick between a boy and a girl and it was just you your appearance Mm -hmm. you play as both a boy and a girl so the boy is the one, Nate is his like actual name. Uh, he is the one that moves to the U.S. They added a new girl character, and her name is Haley, and she is still in Japan. So you, they were able to reuse all the old assets okay. from the previous game while also adding in like twice as many new ones. So it's weird because you play as the guy, and you can switch to play as the girl at any time, but at certain points their stories won't advance unless you play as the other one. So it'll say like, "Oh, hey, you can't advance. Play as Nate." So it's it's kind of like uh, GTA Five. Yeah, sort of. Um, and then there is a point where they come together, and then you all have the same inventory pool and stuff like that. And it took way too long to get to that point because mm-hmm. it's kind of annoying, like creating two separate teams, worrying about like, do I collect this item mm-hmm. with this person or this person. Uh, so now I can go anywhere with either one. It's not that big a deal, but... Who do you, like, do you have one that you prefer now? Uh, I prefer playing as the guy just because I like the U.S. area more than the Japanese area, I think. Because okay. just more... I mean, I had already played in the Japanese area for right. two games straight, so it's like... Right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they changed the battle system. The way, the way Yokai Watch works is... Every time I try to explain this to someone, no one knows the games I'm referring to. But the Dragon Quest Monsters games, okay. instead of being like Pokemon, they are another monster collection game. But you don't choose what they do. They just do it. Like, they choose to attack or heal or whatever. So they have specific abilities. And depending on how much you have them fight, their demeanor changes. So they, like, stop messing around so much or, like, do specific things. Um, and you, like, control outside elements. Like, you can make them use their ultimate moves or, like... If they get possessed, you have to, like, cure them by playing these dumb mini-games. 
the first two games you like spin a wheel and you have three people out at once you turn it and new ones come in this one they changed to a grid-based combat so like certain things will be like oh it's a three by three grid Mm -hmm. this ultimate attack from the enemy will hit these grids you have to move them but then once you move them you can't move them for so long it makes the strategy a little bit better and depending on where they're placed they can like link together do combos or um so you have multiple yokai yeah so it's like pokemon you have a team of six but only three on the field at once okay and so then you can swap them out between the six whenever you need to unless there's a timer counting down Mm -hmm. uh i don't like the system quite as much as it was in two because one it felt like why is this even happening like why am i having a part in the battle two right you could like have depending on where you place people it was like very strategical mm-hmm. this one it feels like it's like faux strategy where it seems like oh we added this grid and it seems like you're doing more but like you're not actually yeah. doing anything different so it's just personal preference mm-hmm. I, I think two was better for the battles but they're basically the same yeah it sounds like they it's kind of like uh the south park games they went from more the like uh the super mario like paper paper mario paper mario to like the grid based battle yeah um i mean like obviously it was different but i'm saying like they they transitioned to like a different battle system but it, i don't think it changed too no much. it didn't change too much because like that grid system in south park was not like any no, in-depth yeah, thing no. so i i really like this game i could not recommend it to anyone ever because yeah. it is definitely meant more for young kids oh. than us Whereas I just like level five games with the exception of Nino Kuni 2 because it sucks. Mm-hmm. But what it happens with level five games, like I stream Inazuma 11, which is a level five franchise. Which is where you built your fan base. Yeah, the, the, whole, the whole thing that they do is they try to now make multimedia properties with both anime, toys, and games to sell that Mm -hmm. and like yokai watch was that it was huge 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 bigger than pokemon in japan when it first came out for the first two games three not so much and now with yokai watch four they redid the battle system again completely and it's more action based Mm -hmm. and it will be on the switch when it comes out they're trying to recapture that fan base and what it happens every time with every level five game they have so much content like a ludicrous ludicrous amount and they're so polished Again, with the exception, I think, of Nino Kuni 2 for me personally. But what happens is they're iterations. So what always happens is the first one is kind of lame. The second one, they perfect it, and people are like, whoa, I like this a lot, and it sells well. Then the third one, they iterate again, but it's not as huge of an advancement, and that's where people fall off. So, like, Inazuma also did really well, and everybody loved anime soccer over in Japan. Right. But then when they got to the fourth, fifth, and then sixth games, they were selling nothing. Mm. And so they canceled that franchise after that to only be trying to remake it now, but starting fresh. So that will be my worry when they release Inazuma 11 Ares finally, is that it's going to be like that first level five game where it's like, I see the concept here, it's pretty good, right? but it's not going to be filled with content like the next ones will be. But that's where they go astray, I think, is they release them once a year. Like, they do the Assassin's Creed thing where they, like, punch you in the head mm. with these games until you're like, please stop, like, stop, I can't keep playing this iterated thing each year. Right. Uh, whereas, which I think Yokai Watch 4 is, looks cool. Like, it looks right. a lot different, but it does it's still the same Japanese town. Like, you gotta 
something else man yeah like yakuza like it's always the same yeah it's always the same and i think that a lot of japanese developers fall into that trap like they make something that is really cool and Mm. then they iterate on it but then it's only later on appealing to fans of the franchise right like people aren't going to be like man i've heard about yokai watch i'm getting in at three like that's not going to happen because it's already built up all this stuff that you would have to know knowledge wise from the previous ones um, but it, it is more meant for kids and it has a lot of content. This is almost certainly the last like brand new 3DS game that came out that I will buy. Uh, in Japan, it was three versions. They do the Pokemon thing where they have the two versions at launch and then the third version that is both combined but better. Okay. They just released the third version here. It is all of them combined into one. Uh, and yeah, I, I liked it. It's It's hard for me to recommend to anyone like it is just that level five thing with the amount of content and the type of stuff that i like so like i played it a lot and will continue to play it like i beat mm-hmm. it. it took me like 49 hours it's a lot right it's a lot of time and it took a long time and like they're paced pretty poorly like the real plot doesn't surface until like 20 minutes before the end of the game type mm-hmm. deal but i just like collecting dumbass things and like now i can go get all the super cool secret extra ones which mm-hmm. there's like 800 billion i don't have I think I have 90, so mm-hmm. I got only like 610 to go. Are uh, you going to definitely get them all? No, or? I didn't get them all in one. The The capturing system is terrible. Yeah, you, you explained it's where so you... so fucking bad. You just hope that they join you. You pray to God. And like I last night, I did one that I fed them their favorite food, which is what you try to do, so then they love you as much as they can. They like added this weird gun mechanic where you can like shoot them with love, and I did that. And it was like, there was, and you have some yokai have an ability called popularity will be more likely to join you. Every factor I did, and it was like a low level one that I just needed for a quest. And it was like, nah. (laughs) So they added a new thing in this called uh, fucking forbidden fruit. And they'll join you no matter what if you have that. And you can Mm kind of grind that. But the way they fucked me over in this one is even though they added that. In the previous game, there were some that you could only battle once a day. But you would do the Pokemon thing where you save beforehand. If you didn't oh. get them, you would reset. These motherfuckers. They make you save before each of those this time. But then, as an added level, because you can grind the like Master Ball fruit type thing so easily, you can't feed most of them. So you just have to, once a day, pray to the RNG gods that it will happen. And it's like, I can't, that is where I, I can, I can't, because I remember what some of those ones were like in Yokai Watch 2, where I, for hours and hours, I would reset and reset and reset. Fucking, I'm not yeah. coming back once a day to get this thing I don't even think is cool. Do you think this is the last 3DS game you will play? No, because I'm going to buy Detective Pikachu someday. No, you're not. I'm gonna. No, you're not. Challenge. <laughs> No, you're not. I'm going to play Detective Pikachu. Someday I will play. No. And I uh, <laughs> I wanted to buy the like action-based Yokai Watch game, Yokai Watch Blasters, but mm-hmm. uh, hey, if you don't buy 3DS games that come out near the end of a system's life cycle, they cost $100 now, and mm-hmm. no store carries them, so I'll never be able to play that. Bummer. Is it not, dig- not available It is digitally. digitally. I don't want it digitally. Okay. And... It's weird because Yokai Watch 3 has that game in it as well. So then it's like there's this whole other game in it. Hmm. It's absurd. There's too there's so much going on. Hmm. But I enjoyed my time with it. 
So now we will transition into the final, the final segment. Uh, How many podcasts can say that they're going to do a uh, Crackdown 3 spoiler cast? There's nothing to spoil, Matt. <laughs> we we played Crackdown 3, and well, I, ju- I played I a couple played. hours of Crackdown 3. Matt beat Crackdown 3. Twice. Twice? <laughs> Why did you beat it twice? I liked it. What? <laughs> That's not a reason. What have did you just start over? No, and be I like it's me. I'm playing Crackdown three again. I did the new game plus. Okay, on a harder difficulty. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so Crackdown three has been in development for since what 1930. Uh, it was officially announced 2014. So we know at least 2014. Because it okay, so it, that that's five years just there. Yeah, yeah. it was probably in development for a while. At least that. six. Yeah. I would guess at least six. I would guess at least six years. Okay, when games are in development for six years, they either come out and they are the most graphically advanced marvel that society has ever seen, or they had development issues. Yeah, because I'm just trying to think. Like a couple of years ago, like uh, Final Fantasy 15 had. Was very dev- serious development issues. Uh, Duke Nukem Forever took like over a decade. That had very serious development issues. It also came out and sucked ass. The, well, there, oh god, what from Team Eco? What was that game? Oh, the uh, Last Tree- Guardian. The Last Guardian. That was another one because that came out like right at the same time as Final Fantasy. It did, and those were both games that had been in development for a very long time. Uh, I did really like the Last Guardian. I liked Final Fantasy fifteen marginally less. Yes, uh, but they, it was very clear that f- it's very clear when they have development issues. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Games can take five years in the case of like Rockstar games coming out, like GTA which that's 5 not development issues. And Reds- that's... Yeah, that's just there's so much happening and there's a lot of people doing and, it, and they're just like we're gonna polish this until yeah, like it's... five years is a reasonable development yeah, yeah. cycle, not for Crackdown. I what I don't understand is it's a seven hour game. It is a seven-hour game. It took them six years to make a seven-hour game, man. But it also also took them six years to make what looks like a last-generation video game. But on top of that, on top of that, you take on top of that, dude, like, it is just Crackdown 1. Right, right. Like, it is almost identical. It's Crackdown 1.5. How does it take you six years to be like, oh, hey, you know what was good? The original Crackdown. Okay, here it is again, but like on modern stuff, and it controls a little bit better. It it was fun, but I, I just finished it, and I was like, so it was seven and a half hours. It took them six years to make a seven and a half and hour so, game. So, like, it took uh, the indie game Donut County. One person, Ben Esposito, made it. it. Took him like he announced it like five or six years ago. Right, he's one man. Yeah, and I mean, he like, also like th- that's it. This is a real development studio being backed by Microsoft for a first-party title. I think if we saw the amount of money spent on this, yeah, game, I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's I just I feel like when I'm playing Crackdown Three that I have entered a magical time zone where we're back when Crackdown 1 was released in, like, 2007. This, Crackdown 3, I can't say it's bad, because I, I don't think it is. I, I think it's a perfectly fun, fine game. Yeah. 
how it took six years, <laughs> that's the yeah. we will never know. Someone hopefully someday writes a really great book. No, what I want is like, I would love for like we talked about no clip before. Like yeah, Danny for, for Danny O'Dwyer to go in there and be like, hey, yo, what the fuck? I happened? don't think it would ever. I would love because like he puts on like great stuff and. It, I would love to just, like, find out what happened. Here. So, like, he did something similar to that with Final Fantasy XIV, the yes. MMO. The He basically interviewed them about how the original version of it failed and they remade mm-hmm. it from scratch. And that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love all of that. So if he did something like that for Crackdown, I would watch oh, yeah, yeah. possibly multiple times <laughs> to really figure it out. Because it just, it feels like a last-gen game. But it also, like... They didn't even really iterate on what Crackdown 1 was. Mm -hmm. Like, it just is that again. Yeah, I mean, in in case anybody's unaware, it's a third-person shooter where it is kind of like an RPG, but the way you level up Yeah, you level up by doing things. So there's, like, what, five stats? Five stats. There's, uh... They're shooting, so like the more you shoot, the the fast like the more that levels up. So yeah. if you run around and shoot a lot, you're leveling up your shooting. There's explosive, so if you're using like rocket launchers or grenades, you're getting you're leveling that up. There is agility, which is basically just kind of like platforming and mobility, which is my favorite one. Yes, yeah, so like in that one, the way you level that up is like there are orbs all over the world. Yeah, which is like the original Crackdown. You get the orbs, it levels up. Mm-hmm. Eventually you can run right. and jump everywhere. And then there's also, there's uh, punching. There's like a, like a melee. Yeah. The red orbs. And then finally there's driving. Driving. Which you have to kind of like complete certain tasks on the road. Uh, but then also throughout the world, there's not just like agility orbs. There's like the special orbs that gives you a little bit of each. Of everything, yeah. They're hidden. So, which there's 750 agility orbs in the world, which will get you to level six. Mm-hmm. And then there's 250 special orbs. Altogether, I collected 677 orbs. Okay. I collected a lot of orbs. Yeah, that's a lot of orbs. And that's and the thing is, like that transfers over from like if you like it like your agent that is like that world. So like if you go into you have your agent right now. If you go into like agent two and create another one, it all the orbs that you've collected are already going to be considered collected. Okay. Um, so the only thing that's really new is just kind of like completing each area again, but you can't collect the like orbs again. So, okay. so oh man, I just what what happened? Like how I don't understand how this game could come out in 2019 and be what it is. Like, mm-hmm. I I personally had hoped that it would either be amazing or a burning trash fire. It's not. It's, like, the most, I think, average game maybe that I've ever played. Because it is just that dumb, fun video game shit of you going around a city, mm-hmm. shooting people. There's no consequence to anything. The plot is garbage. Yeah. Uh, but you get to play as Terry Crews. And that is the other thing I do not get. How much How much could they have possibly had to pay Terry Crews to be in this? His only real point in the game, unless something happens at the end, which maybe it does, is he's in the intro cinematic yelling about stuff. No, you get to play as him. Yeah. You get to play... Okay, sorry. I'm his likeness who never talks. Um, occasionally he says, fuck gravity. 
Thank you very much, Manny. (laughs) (laughs) And like, so their whole marketing thing, which I think they had to do because by the time Mm. they had delayed Crackdown for, I don't know, like the seventh time, they were like, oh, well, Terry Crews is in it because how are you going to sell this to people who have seen it delayed so many times and know that it's probably not going to be the greatest game ever made? Yeah. So it seems like they just had to get him in there so that he could try to sell it to mm. a, a different audience? Well, I don't think to the different audience. Or just to, to an audience? To, to, to <laughs> an audience, yeah. I Honestly, like, I I understand every, every what everyone is saying, but I, like, genuinely really liked this game. I had an unbelievable amount of fun. If this game came out last year, it would have been in my top ten. So, like, what I... I do not feel the same as that, but I I don't feel like it's bad either. I just feel like I feel nothing. I guess like <laughs> I guess like the way you feel about Dynasty Warriors is the way I okay, felt about. Okay, and I could see that, but at least when I personally play Dynasty Warriors, I feel great immense joy. Most mm-hmm. people feel vehement hatred. I don't even feel hatred for this game. I don't feel anything. Like right. when I am playing it, I just think like. I could be doing something else that I feel something about. I just feel like my brain shuts off, which sometimes you need, but it's I'm not even enjoying it. You know what I mean? Like I just I feel empty. I get it. And hollow. I guess for me, like the big thing is I love a game with great mobility. Like And it is, has great mobility. It, and, and but like, I want that mobility in more games. So my my thing is why at a certain point did they not just say Crackdown 3 is canceled. We are remastering the original Crackdown. Because Even crack- remastering, just re-releasing. Re-release it, which they did. Right. And you can get it for free right they now. They gave it away for free, which I downloaded it, and in a couple months, I'm probably going to play it. And, like, it will probably feel dated compared to Crackdown 3, but the controls won't be as tight. Right, but it right. is lar- it is largely the same game. You cause massive mayhem in a city. You get the exact same orbs, mm-hmm. same types of challenges, same same thing. Crackdown 2 was the exact same city. So already you done goofed on that. Right. And then they also were like, what if we removed the fun and had you fight these fucking dumb zombie things that suck also, to fight and are bad? Also the orbs, they like were moving around so it was like harder to catch them. Yeah, around. so it was like... stupid. And so Crackdown 3, they were like, oh, it's more Return to Crackdown's roots. And I, I feel bad saying this. But a lot of people bought the original Crackdown because it came with the demo of Halo 3. And it was one of those things where it happens with a lot of games that come with demos. Like Zone of the Enders came with a demo of Metal Gear Solid 2, I think. Uh, Dragon Quest 8 came with a demo of Final Fantasy 12. It happens to games all the time. And then what people buy the game for the because they want the demo. Right. And then they're like, oh, well, the game's actually pretty good that I got. And I think Crackdown, that happened. Right. And so a lot of people were just expecting, like, oh, this multiplayer Halo 3 demo, I'm way in there. But then they play Crackdown, they're like, oh, I actually kind of like this. And maybe people just have nostalgia for the original Crackdown because of that. Well, I think the other thing is, like, we were talking about Mass Effect, and we're talking about Modern Warfare, and we're talking about Gears earlier. Crackdown came, Crackdown, the original came out right around the same time. You think about the sequels to those games, they really iterated and they're considered like some of the best games, like Uncharted 2, Mass Effect 2, Modern Warfare. I, I mean, that was, yeah, but, but like yeah. I, Gears 2 was considered a better game. Crackdown 2, they 
considered a, it's considered a worse game. But, <laughs> so then, like, but then what happened was they didn't take another step forward. They no. stepped back to the place they originally were at. It, well, not just that. I mean, they just stepped completely out of line, waited... <laughs> 10 years and then released a game that should have came out in 2010 that and that is what it feels like it feels like a game that has been displaced from time Mm -hmm. and we're playing a game that was meant to be from 2010 and there's nothing wrong with that like i could go back and play a ton of games from 2010 right it just i i don't get like why weren't they allowed to cancel the game was it because they originally, when they announced it, they talked up Microsoft's Magic Cloud that would allow for the destruction that didn't even really make it into the final game? No. There's... So you didn't play the multiplayer of this. No. I did. Their whole pitch for Crackdown 3 originally was fully destructible world. They very quickly must have realized <clears throat> that they could not, they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so they upon re like over the course of 30 delays or whatever the hell it had they decided to make it only the multiplayer i was under the very 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 false impression that i would be able to roam around in the city with other people and destroy it not even close no there are two modes that on pc run from a separate executable yeah wait no it's a second it's a separate for xbox as well Okay. I have two different applications. One for Wreckfest and the which is the multiplayer and then the campaign is another one. That's really weird. We both played this through Game Pass, by the way. We did not spend sixty dollars on it. I would not have been upset if I spent sixty dollars. I would have been so mad for a seven for a seven hour game. <laughs> well it played feels it like twice. it was from twenty ten. I played it for fifteen hours, Manny. I oh, <laughs> I played Yokai Watch 3 for 48 hours. You're like, going like, to get so upset when it's in my top 10 at the end of I the year. I may. But, <laughs> but hey, if you enjoyed it the way I enjoyed Dynasty Warriors, I... I'm not saying it's a good game. Go out and spend sixty dollars. I'm saying I liked it because I like games know, with I mobility. And you know, I can't. I like that. That that's good. But this multiplayer mode, oh, yeah, it's, it's so bad. Right, right. I right. entered it today thinking oh i can't wait to go into the city and just dick around and then as soon as i did it and it started matchmaking it loaded me into the match i was like what is this area it is like a, so first of all the game defaults the, the normal game defaults to ultra on my like kind of dated pc looks really good loads really quick this separate executable defaults to high mm-hmm. because it's trying to get all this hot good physics action in there there's not that much physics action happening it's like a weird box room with these fucking statues and like some floors. It's like not even as robust as like Red Faction was back right. on the PS3 where you could fully destroy the entire world. And it it was I did territory capture because I assume that was in the city and you capture territory. No. no, it's just different points that appear, but it is the same as Crackdown 3 in that you don't actually aim your gun. Mm-hmm. You hold the lock on and it shoots your gun. So if you start shooting at someone before they see you, they're dead. There's no way they can possibly get out of it because you can't stop locking onto them. Like if you're holding that trigger, it's auto targeting them. Your bullets will always hit no matter what. And so it just felt like this weird, dumb battle of attrition where I could also destroy the floor. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, this is worse than all multiplayer modes ever. And the other one is just Team Deathmatch. Right. But you can destroy it. 
I, How did they come to this? I, my guess is they wanted to make it so there was not a, an advantage playing on keyboard and mouse. There so, definitely is no advantage. I mean, I was playing on controller anyway. But. But, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, There's no advantage because with the lock-on system, it doesn't matter how you're playing it. That That's my only guess. But I, I also why. felt like it was <clears throat> skillless. Right. Like there is no, it's just if you happen to see someone first and can pull the trigger first, you win. And the other issue is, it's a standard now with like these multiplayer shooters. There is a progression system out, like where you're you're progressing your character. With this game, there is no progression in the multiplayer. There is not. There, other than just the fun of the multiplayer, is the only reason to play the multiplayer. And from what I understand, it's not fun. It's not fun. It, it seems like if you want to play a multiplayer, it's probably better to do the co-op, which you can do the co-op just like you can play through the entire main game with another friend. Or you could play Crackdown 1. <laughs> well, I mean, the environment's not destructible, but it's the same type right, of co-op right. experience. And you, mm-hmm. It was called Keys to the City. It was like a different multiplayer mode, right. and it, Willie played it. My brother played it all the time. He, mm-hmm. he loved Crackdown, the first one. But I, I just... I, I, after like an hour of playing it, I was baffled. Like I was just looking at everything and thinking like, what is going on? Yeah, it's... And it's strange because even driving the cars in the first game felt not great. Right. It feels also not great in this. It, it feels very outdated. Yeah. Which like a lot of it does. Right. And the, the humor of it, I don't think is funny. The plot is meaningless, like every other city in the world was blacked out except this city, and you are in there to kill the people that did it? Yes, because there's like the Chimera. Yeah, Chimera is the enemy thing, but you are an agent. The Chimera is like the natural resource that they're using for the energy or something, and you're trying to bring that down. And you said you played most of it muted, listening to your own music. I, I just had, like, music, yeah, playing yeah, podcasts I, or music. I yeah. didn't, and every time someone speaks, I get upset. Skills for kills. Okay, stuff like that is fine, but, like, when it's... Or kills for... I don't know. Listening to the audio logs is awful. Listening oh, yeah, to yeah. the supposed exposition is awful. It just... It feels like jokes that the original Borderlands was making back then, which I also didn't think was funny. Right. Yeah, I just kind of pulled open the YouTube app, and then I just kind of bounced around from, like, 90s and early 2000s music. So I was, like, (laughs) listening to, like, alternative rock from... And I had a good time. I had a fantastic time. I had... No time. I just I spent time on it, is what I will say, and I think I'm gonna try to beat it. You can beat it. I can, I can because I'm like halfway through it. Apparently, I've killed four of the nine people. Have you done pretty much everything in the world, or no? No. But I mean, like you've done it. It takes like maybe a minute to accomplish. Oh, any task. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't take that long. I'm. I can probably beat it. I just. 
would rather play other things at the moment. Like That's it's kind not of... something that I would put off playing other things for other than today when I put off playing Anthem because I knew that I was going to have to podcast in like an hour or two and I'm not going right. to like start to learn this weird mm-hmm. supposedly broken ass game and then s- stop and do Which whatever. that's the other thing like I have I have uh uh really nothing coming out around this time. I mean they're there there was Far Cry that came out at the same time that I'll probably be picking up. But, like, re- this is the first game that I've played, like, first 2019 game that I've played this year. So, oh, that like, is not the case for me. Where you have, like, a ton of stuff coming out because there's a lot of JRPGs that are coming out. Yeah, and, like, really? I am not the JRPG guy. No. So, like, apparently I'm the Crackdown guy. Yeah, though. apparently you are the <laughs> Crackdown guy. So my my closing thought on this is... I can't believe I played 15 hours. I totally hours. just lost my train of thought because you said you liked Crackdown again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I had In fairness, whole... I was saying all along, this no, is I know. an and average said, game, okay. and I, I knew I would like so it. So I think it is like moderately fun right. to just blow the enemies away. Like mm-hmm. I use exclusively explosives, basically. I, I use like grenade launchers and right. rockets, and that's fun. Punching mm-hmm. dudes, whatever. It's, it's a fine game. Yes. This is going to spiral into something else that I'm going to say. I think that the modern review system is broken. It's tricky. Because, okay, so just I, because I talked about Anthem, and yes. it is what I, we will be talking about presumably in the, next, in the next podcast. Crackdown was getting like largely 6 to... 7.5, 6 to 8 range. Which I, right. I was saying it was going to be 6.5 to 7.5, and then it ended up being about 6. And and so, like, that is that is fine. That right. That's like an average game. Right. Like, if you were taking it on a scale of 1 to 10, 5 would be the middle point. It would be average. Where we now live in a world where if a game on a 10 scale gets a 7 or an 8, it's considered bad. The problem is it depends on the outlet. Like, in... And that's why you need to find an outlet and really kind of understand their review system. Because Game Informer, 7 is their average. But it shouldn't be. No. Like, I, that's what I don't get. Like, 5 should be. But, like, now if a game is getting a 6 or below, mm-hmm. it's bargain bin trash, basically. And, and that's why, you, like, Game Informer, I look at it, them as, like, literally a 5-point system. And I just think, I look at, like, a 6 is basically a 1. I'd, or... A five is a one, like a six is a two, a seven is a three, an eight is a four, and then like nine and ten is a five. Like that's why generally the only review website that I go by at all for anything is Giant Bomb is because they use a five point scale. Right. Five is very good. Four is pretty good. Three is like average. Two is it sucks pretty bad. One is it's on fire. Get away from it. And that's why it's easy to understand. But like Anthem and Crackdown both are getting, like, largely between 6 and 8, right? Right. That's okay, and, like, people will enjoy that, whereas, like, the discourse about those two games is that they might as well be deleted from existence because they're reviewing so poorly. Right. That's not the case. Like, I don't think Crackdown is bad. I think that it is definitely, like, a 7 out of 10 game. If I was going to give it a rating right now based off of what I have played, it is fun enough... But it is not something that I would ever, like, continuously go back to and keep playing. Like, it is just a fun experience while you're doing it, and it's okay. There's a lot that could be better, but it's not. Yeah, I would give it, if you're going with the five, I would give it a three. 
Yeah. Giant Bomb gave it a two. I but that's Jeff really hated it. Jeff. Oh my god. Jeff His hates... review was savage yeah, yeah. in a way that I have not seen in a long but time. But I mean, like, for the most part, I don't really I I just glance at review scores. Yeah. I like, Reading read... the text is what's important yes, now, yes. but like that's not what most people do. They'll be no, like, oh, no. what's the Metacritic score op trash game? I hate it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make sense because as sick and if you look at the Metacritic, that just means mixed. It does. And fucking Anthem is getting clowned on in reviews. Which, I mean, it was going to happen because it's EA, and that's the only reason. No, but I also think that it's pretty rough. And, like, I only kept... Normally, I would have abandoned ship, but I I have to know... I have to know what Bioware see, did. I have to. I have to play this game. See, it's tricky because a lot of outlets that are releasing reviews, there was this massive day one patch that is apparently completely changing the game. So, so it's hard because like they're releasing these reviews, I, I, and it is. It, it's kind of like one of these cases where it's like, is this an accurate review? Or are they just kind of looking to get some clicks and some views? Like I, don't, I, I, I think don't know. that all of the anthem reviews are accurate. I think okay. that it is a super mess that mm. has potential, and Which... I, I think that because I have seen a lot of people also saying that they really enjoy it. Right. Which doesn't always have a, which doesn't happen, especially if a game is just actively terrible all the time. Right. When there are people, especially people that I respect in the gaming industry, that say, "Hey, I think this game has something to it." Mm-hmm. everyone else hates it i like it right. I, it's like okay then there there has to be something there that in theory i could latch on to i know already going into anthem that i will not like it i can almost i can almost guarantee that i will not like it but i will push through because i have to i have to see what bioware has been doing i i have to know right and i i just have to know if this is something that ea can even like salvage on a long run scale and like add more content mm-hmm. because what it seems like happened to anthem is there's like barely any content in the main game and they saved it for the post game mm-hmm. but then there's not even that much of that right and the other issue is at least for for the people who got it early there's this arbitrary lock where you have to like get x amount of kills with a certain weapon and you have to do x amount of things and the load the loading is horrendous yes. in all the zones like but, and, uh, but apparently all that stuff was fixed in the day that, one that's patch. what that's they, that's what they're saying i don't know if it's true or not. so the loading thing is not it, it mm. at least is lessened but i what gets me is a lot of the people who like anthem versus the people who don't is well the game's not even wasn't even out yet when you played it. It was mm-hmm. like if you could pay EA money right. to play it eight days early, that shit is out. Yes. Like you can't just be like, oh well, it's a day one patch. Like, nah, dog, it's a day eight patch. Yeah. You can't even say that. I, I yeah, I, I just it's a very complicated issue, and it seems like the issue it's having is the same issue every game in that vein has. Yes. Diablo had it. Destiny had it. The Division had it. It's not shocking that Anthem is no, having the it's same it's not. Issues. But what my my whole thing, I didn't mean to get off on a whole Anthem tangent because we'll talk about it a lot next week. Is, I don't know if we will because I I haven't decided if I'm oh, gonna get I, it. Don't worry, I will be able to talk okay. to you at length. Because like I Nukio Justin, they keep asking if I'm gonna get it, and I'm like, I don't. I'm not excited about it. I'm not either, Matt. But it's right over there. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was more excited After about we're done down. with this podcast, I'm going to put this up, and I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to play Anthem, and I'm not going to like mm-hmm. any minute of it, I think. See, I think I'd rather go out and get Far Cry. Well, which you it, would enjoy Far Cry. Which it's getting same reviews, where it's just getting middling mixed reviews. Where And so, yeah, but that, that, that was my whole point with this, mm-hmm. is... I can't take it yeah. when games are getting a seven and everyone's like, well, it just is terrible. It sucks. It's awful. Like, what world do you live in when on a a seven out of ten is like a piece of shit garbage? Mm-hmm. Like, I have played games that deserve a two, okay? Like, we played Eminem Kart Racing on the Wii. Right, right. We know what an actual trash game is like. A triple-A game that had Microsoft's development behind it, like, it could come out and be terrible, but Crackdown is fine. And that's... that's... At, at, it, at its absolute worst, Crackdown is fine. Mm-hmm. There is no point where I would say, like, it's irredeemable on any level. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I think the Anthem will be fine for people Great. who like that kind of thing. I will not be that person. Yes. But I, I think that it will be fine. Mm-hmm. So it just is driving me absolutely insane because it's the only two types of reviews we get anymore from most outlets is we get either a 7 out of 10 game and people are like, it's trash, or we get a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Not every game is amazing or um, or shitty. There are things that are in between, and right. I think that Crackdown is in between. I think that Anthem will be in between. I, it drives me insane. Average average does not mean bad. Average means average. average. Which is not what it means on the internet. That's what I'm saying. Like, the internet does not agree with that, that definition. Yes. But, yes. Where, like, Fallout 76, that was a trash fire. <laughs> you can't compare Fallout 76 to Crackdown. Crackdown is a playable game. <laughs> what, what I think is, like, do I think that Crackdown... Should it have come out the way it did? Probably not. Did it take way too long in development? Oh, certainly. Mm-hmm. Is it irredeemable and terrible? No, it's fine. It, it's fine. Like, it, it should have been something different, probably, mm-hmm. but it's not, and this is what we got. It's fine. And fun. <laughs> Some people have fun with it, yes. Uh, hey. I don't know. That's all I got, man. No, no. I just, I needed to say that at the end because it's been something that's happening a lot recently. And, and it, it, it is. And right now, we seem to be in the mecca of it because we had Crackdown and then Anthem came out and then also Far Cry. Far Cry seems to be reviewing mi- averagely as well. They all just, it's very middling and it's, and it's kind of, it's kind of been a weird start to the year where like, Dirt Rally, I think, is, like, the best game that's come out. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts reviewed very well. I'm saying in February. Oh, okay. I'm, Kingdom Hearts has, like, a 90-something on Metacritic. Yes. Or, Can, no, 89. 80, uh, Resident Evil 2 has, like, a 90-something. Yeah, so, Resident yeah. Evil 2 reviewed, which that was January as well. Yeah. February's been a weird month. Metro also did fairly well. Yeah, which is, I've heard very differing things about Metro, so. It seems like that's a much more strategic but like they didn't lean into the strategy as much this time, and I think it's upsetting the more tactical. Crowd. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. So next week we will come back. I will definitely be two talking weeks. about. Oh, two weeks. Sorry. Yeah, we do this every two weeks. I will definitely be talking about Anthem. Mm-hmm. I will probably have beaten it by then. Uh. I mean, at least the the plot. Yeah. Because it's, if it's like Destiny, it takes like fucking six hours. No, I, there's like like, and that's kind of one of the complaints I heard is like the story is just interesting enough that you want to kind of pay attention to it, but like it, 
when you're playing with friends. You can't. Gonna... Oh, that's always my problem. I never <sighs> like playing games with an actual plot with friends mm-hmm. because then you just talk over it. Yeah, or like yeah. when I the last thing I can think of was I was playing Divinity Two with Willie and Nukio. Mm-hmm. It's the most plot heavy RPG of all time. And they would go to the thing before me and like skip through the dialogue and I'm trying to read it. And then I had no idea what was going on at any point. Mm-hmm. And I, I ended up not liking the experience because of that. But that's not the, the game's fault. The no, game's no, bad. that's... And, and, but I mean, at the same time, like, if you want to make a story-heavy game, you probably shouldn't be making a multiplayer game. I think Bioware was forced to make a multiplayer game. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> because that's what sells. Apparently, single player games are dead, Matt. I don't know if you know that, but then uh, they're also apparently making a a dragon dragon. But you know what? You know what? They should just stop making Dragon Age. They should cancel that. They should do what Crackdown couldn't do and get rid of it. I am worried if this does not go well. I'm done. I think could, I'm done with Bioware already. This could be done with. Bioware. I think Anthem is my final Bioware product that I will ever purchase, unless they somehow resurrect Mass Effect from its very extremely deep grave that they dug with Mass Effect Andromeda and bring it back. But I feel like you may just go back and play the original trilogy, which is I, what which I doing. am doing. I can't wait to start Mass Effect 2 again. We will talk about that in two weeks probably because yeah. it's a wonderful masterpiece. Yeah, we'll start that It'll, Sunday. It's definitely better than Anthem. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go play Anthem now. Uh, we'll catch you guys in two weeks. But as always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the man uh, band Anamanaguchi. Uh, check them out. They're dope. We'll catch you guys in two weeks. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>